This episode of the Last King Podcast is brought to you by Murlox. Last King Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Toffee, and I'm here with Shafiq. Hello. And we're going to talk a bit about what happened the past few weeks. Actually. Kind of. We're still recovering from the STGCC madness. There's way too many C's in that thing. Yeah, you yeah. should just call so it many Singapore Toy Convention, STC. You know, Singapore is known <laughs> for having a lot of acronyms for all of your things, like MOM, um, PIE, ECP, BKE, MACD. <laughs> yes, I live here. <laughs> you should know better, yeah. We're a country of efficiency, okay? The, the quicker we get an idea across, the better. Yeah. So anyway, on the week on the week of Sepen, September 13th. September? September. <laughs> Septimus. Septimus Prime. Ladies and gentlemen, we're drunk already. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Started too soon. real early today. Yeah. So anyway, Chris Benson, lore master of... Blizzard. Oh yes, the big news. Yes, he retired. He announced his retirement on the forums. He made it official. He's just gonna go back to his family and relax. He's done with games. Done with yeah. He didn't just quit Blizzard. He quit the industry. Yeah, for totally. twenty-two years. Now, yes. Mr. Toffee, for all our fans out there who have no idea who Chris Metzen is, what is he and why is he so important? Well, as I mentioned before, he is actually a lore master and. The vice president, sorry, senior vice president of story and franchise development at and Blizzard. Blizzard in Blizzard. He's been around for like twenty three years since like the golden age. No, right? I uh, mean, he's it's it's actually the start of the golden age. This was when Justice League Task Force started production. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Wait a minute, I'm is it, he's like Diablo era, right? No, no, no. He is a Warcraft one era. So, so Golden Age? Yeah, yeah well, Oh wait, the Golden start, Age would be start. more like Bloodthorne and like Lost Vikings. Uh, Blackthorn, Blackthorn. My you bad. You Bloodborne. Yeah, because you know, from software had this Wait, I'm pretty sure there's a game called Bloodthorne. Oh, wait, uh, but okay, I would say then the Silver Age, when they moved to PC. E- I mean, when they, I mean, they were still console PC-ish. Like, but is this Warcraft and Diablo? Um, In a few years, yes. Mm. It'll be Warcraft and then Diablo. But anyway, um, so Chris Benson. So, so yeah, this episode because of his retirements and well, actually that's about it because we just felt like talking about Blizzard games for this particular episode. Well, yeah, true. I mean, we've been talking a lot about movies and video games, and yeah, we should throw some shine to probably one of the biggest video game publishers, companies, creators, developers. developers. Yo, they're right up there with Valve, right? Yeah, I think they're like all on the same tier or slightly higher, depending on. I would how, say slightly higher. Output. Yeah, because I mean, definitely that's that's the word. Because when you want to compare output, Valve only has never made what two, three series. Well, there's Dota two, but I won't say. I that's... wouldn't call that a Valve game. I would call that like they were they, a they're, Valve published game. They're yes. producers. They weren't the creators. They aren't the artists. Of I mean, course. okay, I will give them Half Life mm-hmm. and the. Uh, Trilogy that is led to be, no, oh, and definitely left for dead. The, 
Wait, would Portal be considered a different IP? It is still a Valve game per se. But I mean, EA has a hand in it. It's like, uh, let's say the Valve. Okay, the Valve logo popped up when I started Portal and Portal Two, so it's still a Valve game. Yeah, it's a Valve game. So EA just had a hand in publishing it. Distribution, distribution. I mean, this is before Steam, no? Right. Uh, this is still what Steam was. Steam was around since the nineties. Yeah. No, no, no. Steam was around like two thousand ten, eight, around there. And I mean. Let's just say right after Portal and probably Left 4 Dead 2, right? Mm-hmm. They've pretty much abandoned the whole game development. I wouldn't even say the abandoned. Actually, no, wait. I will say abandoned. They still haven't given out Half-Life 3. Oh, that's already a joke in its own. That, that should be an entire episode altogether. Yeah, man. Just, just a, it's a little meme, it's a little punchline. It's own Twitter handle. Oh, but the thing is, it's Half-Life 3 out yet. And the answer every single month is no. No. Yeah, and I mean... But shout outs to Lord Gaben, okay, Gabe Noel for like giving us probably one of the best FPS games of the last fifty years. But also It's time to finish it. Let's just say that. It's yeah. 2016. There's already Last Guardian and Final Fantasy 15 Dude, coming out. Steam pays for itself. What else do you need to do, man? Just yeah. make 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 the third game. Okay, but we digress. We're rambling a bit too yeah, much. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just put the funnel back on to Blizzard. Silver Silver Days. Now here's the thing. Okay. Be- Blizzard. Before, like, before they were Blizzard, do mm. you know what they were called before? I think Silicon Synapse was a fucking... Yeah, you are right. They're known as Silicon and Synapse. Oh, wow. I... <laughs> you are correct. I remembered. <laughs> yes. And somehow they changed their name to Chaos at one point before settling on Blizzard. Oh, the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they wanted Chaos because, like, Grim Reaper was taken or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess they, 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 they tried to look for Chaos, but it was sort of taken, so they had to change it to Blizzard. Maybe mm. because Chaos was a... Chaos is probably a well-used name back in the 90s. Dude, it's still a well-used name now. Anyway, but... Maybe you can start with a K or a C. Nah, but I mean, this is 94? Oh, this is like 91, actually, when they were oh, called wow. Silicon and Synapse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, of course, they had humble beginnings. They did ports here and there for uh, a couple of Lord of the Rings games and Battle Chess games. Uh, and then 1993, they developed Rock and Roll Racing and The Lost Vikings. Which I enjoyed very much on my old Sega Mega Drive. Yeah, you could actually look at the artwork of the guy selling you stuff in Rock and Roll Racing. It'd be like, that's an orc. Yep, that's not an alien, that's an orc. <laughs> you know what? Let With me the fat face and the, the horns. Here's, here's, a, here's a personal story I want to kind of bring up. Like, rock and Roll Racing was one of the few occasions when I could actually bond with my dad over video games. Oh, okay, do tell more. Because my dad hated video games he thought it was the bane of my existence it was affecting my studies but little did he know that i would soon make a career in talking about it kind of maybe not yet soon but anyway nah but if you remember the old rock and roll racing remember the music yes um there, there were, were covers to, there were covers of like battle the bone and a couple of others right and uh, they had twisted sister right and yeah. i don't think twisted sister there was a deep purple cover okay so i was like just you know bombing along playing rock and roll racing then he walks into the room and he's just, like listening like oh hey that's deep purple mm. like oh and i was like what's deep purple then my dad realized ah finally something i talked to my son about music so, i mean he shaped my musical tastes I mean, for the rock and like metal and hip hop, I discovered myself. Okay, no, wait. I'll give props to my dad for introducing Run DMC to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, very early hip hop. Yes, I'm that old, but it's one of those like nice little memories I had. You know, just playing rock and roll. I mean, he would just take up the controller and play with me. It's like one of the few games me and him actually played together. I mean, he did buy the system. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, but that's because I did very well in my PSLE. <laughs> that's how long ago that was. Yeah. 
Oh, but then what was the other one? Lost Vikings. Uh, Lost Vikings. Yes, that was that one franchise that Blizzard created before it was replaced by that one big franchise everyone knows about. Oh, yeah. They, they kind of needed. It was the time when they had to make mascot games. So why not Vikings with big noses? Speaking of mascot really, really games, cool. yeah, <laughs> shout outs to our previous episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We didn't actually mention Lost Vikings because I don't think any of us has played it thoroughly. I mean, they're furry in the face, not furry all over. Yeah, yeah. Probably. True, true, true. But I, I mean, only played like two, three levels before I realized, wow, this requires a bit more brain power than I thought. Because a lot of the levels require all three of these guys. Like, you've got uh, Baleok the Fierce, he has a sword. Mm. Uh, Eric the Swift, he jumps and runs really, really fast. And you got Olaf the Stout, who is the only guy who has a shield. Oh, and he also float too, if I recall. He used his shield as a parachute. I don't know how the physics of that work. I would say this is like one of those prototypes to games like Trine. Yep, this was a precursor, way a huge precursor. Back in the 16-bit era, right? Yeah. I remember playing this game and thinking like, this is not fun enough. <laughs> I don't know. It's more, it's hard to say. It's, I would say it's not fun. It's more, Cerebral? it's a fun in a different way. Cerebral, yes. You gotta think a bit, right? Yeah, yeah you gotta think ahead of it's time. It's one of those smart guy games, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is. For its time, like, three guys, you got this stage where you gotta actually use these guys in tandem or one at a time. Mm, in tandem. And you have to go on, go on ahead. <laughs> I believe um, there was a sequel to that, Lost Vikings 2. They had cybernetic armors and shit. Really? Yeah, yeah, but... I think we remember. I remember more of the first Lost Vikings rather than the second one. Yeah, I only remember the first. I don't remember it having a sequel. I mean, I don't even remember it being popular. I, I mean, usually, games. Is, if if a game is good, like the whole school, the classroom, you and your friends will talk about it. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. I mean, I remember seeing the cover and thinking, "Wow, this looks cool. This looks goofy." And I remember trying it. I don't remember. Wait, I think I, I did rent it for a day, and I remember like, yeah, just giving it back after the day. But uh, you preferred something a bit more fast paced, I'm guessing. Dude, this was probably 91, 92. Street Fighter 2 was out, yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think your priorities were. <laughs> I was too busy. You know? yeah. But yeah, uh, I think we should probably give that game a second chance. Eh? We should, we should. At least find ourselves a ROM somewhere. <laughs> well, if Blizzard has time from all that Overwatch, Hanabaloo, may decide to like, no. hey, you know what, let's make a 3 remake of this. We'll show those trying guys what we can do with Lost Vikings. No, no, they won't. They have way too much other things in mind. Okay. And I there mean... are actually two other games I want to bring up before we head to that big title. Okay. Um, did you remember an old jam called Blackthorn back in 2094? Dude, you, you can get it for free on if you sign up for Blizzard, if I'm not mistaken. I remember playing that game. I remember it being a very clunky platform shooter. It's actually more like them aping uh, Prince of Persia, except your guy has a shotgun. I think that's it, and yeah. That, that, that sets it apart from everything else. Like, people die bloodily in the game. Oh, it was one of those like 90s edgy ultra-violent games, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, the, it was a tribute to the 90s because your main character, Kyle, had long black hair, sunglasses, Wears a white beater shirt and jeans. Does he have a thorn? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. And I think he can throw bombs and shit. And the enemies he's finding are basically orcs. I mean, I don't know what race they are, but all these monsters, all that, they're like precursors before we see that big stuff that happens in Warcraft, you know? Mm, so, like, this is Blizzard, the early days. They did one racing game. They did, actually, they did. Well, Two racing games apparently. Yeah, well, yeah. Silicon Sip Net, so. Yeah. But well, yeah, yeah. But Blackthorn, I've I won't say it had a special place in my heart because nah. I played flashback. I played out of this world. 
this one for all of his edginess yeah and I would how, say that how, it, how it doesn't hold up control. games like definitely out of this world uh, yeah, yeah. or what, is it called another world here or there uh, another world here out of out this world, world in, in the US in the US right the western yeah. release right yeah okay yeah yeah because out of this world was more surreal this Blackthorn was like this is like a love note to the 90s with the orcs with the stages the fact you rescue prisoners and they can shoot them after you rescue them it just felt a bit did weird. you ever beat this game uh no, I've only seen my friend. One of my friends actually completed it because it was actually pretty. It felt pretty clunky for a even for a Prince of Persia style game. Oh well. Oh wait, should we mention what came after that though? Uh yeah, the Death and Return of Superman. The beat 'em up. The beat 'em up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we had Mullet Superman, we had Eradicator, we had Superboy. Cyborg Superman and Steel Mother as playable Superman. characters. Oh yeah, I remember that graphic. Oh, and that Mother Superman would carry on to the fighting game too, if you recall. Mm, <laughs> right, right. Justice Terrible. Game Task Force. Don't play that game. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so... this. But, is... but these guys need to have their start with lights and stuff. So anyway, so there's this... a return of Superman. Any memories about it? I remember not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> Was it really that bad? I mean, you hit things really hard and it, it felt okay. Nah, I mean, this was probably like 94, 95, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, better beat em up exists. You could play Bare Knuckle, aka Streets of Rage for you Westerners. You could play Shinobi games. I mean, this was just one of those, uh, this is a franchise, do something with it. You're Blizzard. Bl- were they called Blizzard yet or are they still uh, called Silicon Synapse? They were Blizzard, actually. I think they were Blizzard. This is after Black. Blackthorn was their Black first. Blackthorn was when they went Blizzard. They're called Blizzard, right? Yep, yep. So, yeah, I just remember this game not being very fun. and I mean, I didn't really care about Superman or the whole, whole Death and Rebirth uh, era. So yeah. People said that was like the probably. most overrated like comic uh, storyline ever for Superman. I disagree. Is it overrated? I'm, I How do you say this? It's good that, you know, Batman was the guy who gave the eulogy because they're, you know, Clark and, and him did friends and stuff. No, I say it was probably uh, for its time. I mean, dude, the internet has covered this to death, you know. I mean, if you want the 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 best version of this explained to you I mean Max Landis did it very well in okay. his death and return I think I don't know what's called the death of Superman yeah I think his critique was more like that killed death he hit it right on the nose exactly and like but I would say it's not overrated I mean it was a very important part of comic book uh, I mean the whole comic book landscape I, I mean, think it was the first time this was this actually made headlines on newspapers in America. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I, I remember it being a big. I remember it being on the news that oh, Superman dies. But okay, let's not talk about Superman. We, he he's getting way too much. Yeah, way too much exposure. Okay, okay. So we've laid the groundwork. This is the yeah. entire. So it's a bit about, no one really cares about it so much. Yeah. Then we've got Justice League Task Force, Fuck a precursor to Injustice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if everybody's saying that oh, Injustice is like yeah. a superhero, beat I think up. everyone has a projectile in this game. Last I checked, even Aquaman, right? Yeah, yeah. Or wait, no, yeah, which is exactly like Injustice. Almost everyone in Injustice has a projectile. Hey. but I don't think it's a projectile game per se. It's still, but then again, Justice League Task Force could have been done better. Definitely. If you want more mullet Superman, go ahead play Justice League Task Force. As fighting game aficionados, right here, both of us. We seriously recommend you ignore this game. <laughs> yeah. We but, might actually play out of spite if we were to do a stream, but oh, that's about it. Fuck no, you cannot get me drunk enough <laughs> to play that game. We'll see, we'll see.
let's get on to the happier time then. Lizard. So that's started or the roller coaster. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's just like wrap that up in a nice big bowl. Those were the stupid ages of yeah. Blizzard and Silicon Sip Naps. <laughs> they were stupid feeling age. their way around trying to see what it is they could do. Yeah. And then this dropped. 1994 Warcraft. Orcs and humans. Orcs and humans. Yo. <laughs> this was okay. This was okay. Keep in mind that Dune came out in 1992. Dune 2. The Battle for Arrakis. Arrakis. Yes. A very... I was I would still argue a superior game to uh, Orcs and Humans. Okay, here's the thing. But Warcraft actually streamlined the process quite a bit. You remember in agree. Two, you actually had to build plates on top of desert parts here and there before you build your bases? Yep. Yeah, Warcraft ditched all that shit. Although they had roads. You had to build roads, but I think it was more simplified compared to building plates and then building your bases on top of the plates. I would also say that this was like very early in the dawn of PC gaming. Yeah, so once you played this with a mouse and keyboard and you realize how so much more efficient you could be. Very, yeah. And how much more like tactical you can be. Yeah. This was the birth this was the birth of APM before APM was introduced into the tournament scene. I would say I wouldn't say APM, I would say like this is macro, macro. Really. This is ground zero for the, the for the RTS boom that will later take over the nineties. Yep, yeah. So, so Warcraft, Auction Humans both sides almost play the same, except they have different spells for their warlocks and their mage casters, yeah. the magicians. I mean, this was this was, this was just two. This was a very, I wouldn't even say basic. I mean, it was, it was it's a two class system. You're either orcs, you're either humans. Yeah. Uh, the resource management was basically wood, <laughs> more wood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, I mean, I think. I'll agree with the fact that it's streamlined, it's simplified, it's very, I wouldn't say dumbed down, but no, I would no. say... Streamlined is never a word, never yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to dumbed down. It's more like getting it rid of that one unnecessary step. It trimmed the fat, it became very much a game that you can pick up and play. I would say that it's easy for you to like get into it and then like, I mean, the level of difficulty is not really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a hard game. I, I remember fighting the AI and just owning, but still... I've never played this game online. I've never played with other people. And I've got friends who, who who attest that, you know, back then, I think this is like the stupid... This was the 20, 24K modems back in the year. 28, the 56K modems, yeah. you know, oh, the fax machine sounds. Mm. Which, which, will actually, which will actually lead to the second game in the series, oh. Tides of Darkness. Which where, came out a year later. Yeah. Very the quickly. Multiplayer, basically online play. When was they figured thing. out the netcode. Yes, yeah. they did everything all perfect. Like, you had to, when you fight other people online... And rage quitting also happened during that time. But too. this is ninety six. But rage quitting without with, with cause, because you know there are times when your mom or your oh. dad might pick up the phone <laughs> the, halfway while we're in the middle of an intense match. The PUT pick yes. up the phone. You have mm. to tell everyone, stop it! I'm playing a match for thirty minutes. Do not pick up the damn phone. I'm in a tense match here. I got five knights here. Dude, I rem- almost we're building one base around the corner of the map. I remember getting a set, getting a part-time job while still schooling so I could afford a phone line in my room. But okay, I would say this, right? This was also the very golden age. Like, 96 was when, like, yeah. Doom and Quake came out. Yeah, and then this Warcraft 2 was and the perennial Warcraft, strategy game. And that came out too. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, that strategy game I mean, was the was, thing. What else yeah. was around? Ultima and... I want to say Command and Conquer, but I think that was 95, nah, 96, 97. I, I mean... In Singapore, Command and Conquer had its following, but yo, no, no, no. But that was a legitimate contender, considering True. they made use of the CD medium in the best way possible. But that was much later, was it? I okay, maybe you're right. Like but, Warcraft was a was a really big deal locally. Oh yes, it was. Um, 
how do I say like every cafe shop they have at the time like in like one or two of them in Malaysia they had this game yep and comp the time when there was comp Asia mm-hmm. a very long time ago they had this in front of the store I actually bought my copy of Warcraft uh, Tides of Darkness just right on the spot and so back in Malaysia huh? yeah yeah back when they had the notepad you know like that physical notepad with the art Chris Madsen's artwork at the side oh, the speaking manual, of Chris Madsen yeah, huh? with, the, with, with, the, with his artwork inside the instruction manual oh god I miss it I, I, all that story inside I was like huh okay they actually took some time to actually write up a story and lore for this mm. and they actually shoved in the lore like when you're playing the single player mode that was really cool when the stacks were scrolling like Star Wars style <laughs> okay that's, I'm exaggerating the Star Wars bit but they actually gave a shit about the lore and all that at the time you knew that there was something golden inside I would say this was like the era where Blizzard was just in full creative control where it was basically a bunch of artists and coders and developers who were like really passionate about making quality games that told story that built universes and also playing a lot of Warhammer back at the time too. Probably but too, I digress huh? still it was an interesting lore that they created at the time because I believe Warcraft 2 in- introduced naval combat. Yeah, I remember that boats and dragons. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, your dragons are powerful, but they don't have that much of a rate of attack per se, and they can get down by your archers pretty quick. Now, now you have to balance it back and forth. Like, um, there were actually more differences between the humans and the orcs this time. I believe it's also on this spe- uh, of the area of effect spells as well, if I recall. Yeah, a bit of that, yeah. I mean, but, okay, Warcraft 1, Warcraft 2... What we didn't realize mm-hmm. that this would be the blueprint and the the prototypes to the juggernauts that were that, okay. Speaking of juggernauts, right? What did drop? What did they drop immediately the next year? The next year, um, apart from the Dark Portal expansion, which I have not played, uh-huh. I have to confess, I I love Tides of Darkness. I don't know why I didn't play the Dark, Dark Portal. Probably yeah. because of the game they released as well during that same year. Diablo. Goddamn Diablo. Diablo, holy shit. Talk about a time sink. <laughs> Talk about eight hours of your life gone very quickly. Now, when the first Diablo dropped, the, I was in like my second year at uh, Polytechnic, right? And this was what everybody talked about. And it, yeah, yeah. I first thought that Diablo would be... I, this is like very early internet, you know. We didn't have websites or social media to explain things to us. But all I remember was... Blizzard was making another game. They were detracting from Warcraft. They were, they were, they were creating a new IP. Yeah. So like, I was kind of familiar with what was going on in the forums. I mean, I was a very early Blizzard fanboy because of Warcraft. Because I really had... I, I need, They were my RTS fix. Yeah, yeah. The orcs and the humans, the artwork was really nice. I mean, yeah. It was goofy. It was and, crazy. Yeah. It, was, it was fucking fucking metal, man. That's and why it, I loved it so and much. And you know what? All those little units that you have, they actually have charisma. Like, the way you, they respond to you when you click on them. Dude, yeah. And when, the, when you annoy the shit out of them, yeah. They'll say random lines. Job's done. <laughs> Stop poking me! I miss that shit. Bring no. out your dead! But, yo, yo. Enough of Warcraft. Fucking Diablo dropped. Diablo. Everybody played this fucking game. You know that one thing that actually drew me to Diablo was actually the stand-up cardboard poster of Diablo. Like, you could tell that he was kind of fake, like kind of Sentai Power Rangers lookalike. But really? that cardboard thing they had on display at Hankyu Jaya in uh, Kuala Lumpur. Oh, okay. Um, this was a long time ago before that area shut down. Yeah, I remember the marketing for this was pretty big. It was pretty yeah, hard yeah. up. I they, mean, they had that stand-up cardboard thing at the front. That actually drew it 
drew me to the game. Like, Dad, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? Yeah, that's your dad. Yeah. I, I was a, a young adult. I could buy my own copy, but yo. I was pretty young at the time. Who was your class? <laughs> I went straight to Warrior first, then went to Rogue. Oh, man. I was mage class. Oh, damn. You hardcore. Now, for all you assholes out there, you know when you do this, when you town portal and you throw a flame wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. The early dirty, the, the PvP era. Whoa. Classic Diablo, classic shithead tactics. <laughs> like, when you, when you, okay, there's also this thing, this, this part, like, not just the fact that it's a kind of fast-paced action game per se, but every level, every level is randomi- randomized. Kind of. <laughs> kind of, kind of. It's and then, basically like, prefabricated sections of a level pieced together. Yeah, yeah, but still, it's so random at the time, and you're kind of blown away by different things here and there, different loot. Kind of, even yeah. different placed bosses as well. You will still meet the butcher, and oh my god, like, the production values for this game just fucking insane like Dude, the, the music, music the yeah. music oh my god the town team still haunting up to this day with the acoustic and everything the guitar playing oh man if I'm not mistaken right if you play the if you okay I'm, I'm not gonna jump forward a bit if you play Torchlight with the music turned off yep. do you know I, if, I'm pretty sure this happened to me this is a little easter egg right where the Diablo town team will play instead when you set the music to mute. Ooh, that I'm not sure. <laughs> no, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta check this out. But I'm pretty sure I was like, why are they playing the Diablo team? I'm playing fucking Torchlight. Mm-hmm. Okay, but anyway, so Diablo so, like, dropped. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> 1996, Grey Gear. Finding all the monsters there, oh my god, like when you get to like the hell, the level before hell, the caves, mm. music got intense, there were some lava rivers here and there. You see all those blue hornet winged demon thingies. But have you seen that, that game? It's fucking insane to kill recently? when they're like a huge swarm, you know? Have you seen that game recently? Uh, what, Diablo? Yeah, classic stuff? Diablo. Man, I've not seen it for a while. Like, it still looks good. It has its 90s affectation. I mean, it's still kind of of its time. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking pretty game. I mean, I think no scary too. <laughs> you, you, you can you can chalk it up to the art style and the music. Everything they all mesh together, like how they move and mm. the monsters you fight. Holy crap! They, you could have sworn they're probably like stop motion animated for all you know. But we know it's CG. But still, they have that whole look where it's like you they they take they take influences from different horror films, you different think? influences from fantasy D and D all that, and then they just made it your own style per se. I would say Diablo is also a reaction to games like Doom and Quake where like I mean this is the 90s you had to be darker edgier grittier maybe like the yeah but they the do it in their color. own way yeah. and you know like Diablo's story is a bit more bleak per se like you know it is bleak? kind of bleak yeah I mean that's you're, there's a town on top of hell how <laughs> much more bleak can you get with demons coming up and kidnapping people and turning your loved ones into demons or killing them for rituals and, and shit. Hey, for all you young guys out there, Diablo 1 was literally just one stage and you just kept going downstairs. Yeah, you <laughs> keep going all the way down. It's got, it's got that roguelike, roguelike feature. It is a roguelike. Rogue. Yeah, it's got, no, it's like roguelike. When you die, like you just restart. No, you die, you still keep your equipment, dude. Oh, you don't play on hardcore, do you? Sure, sure. <laughs> Okay, when you're playing hardcore, yes, then it's a true room. Like. Noob. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, yo, but this, I mean, I've mentioned many times before, like, I'm a challenge junkie. Playing Diablo, hardcore, with a couple of friends. Yeah, it's tense. I know there's tense. I won't, I won't, I can't say and it because I don't to, play you tense. You have to understand, this is the stupid internet era. This is like 56k modem, right? You get cut off all your shit and hard work 
gone. <laughs> just, Someone picks up the phone. Just because some idiot in the house picked up the phone. You're like, fuck! <laughs> the pain, kids. Oh, you'll never understand the pain. Oh, but still. Okay, Diablo 1. Create the first juggernaut, I would say. Yeah. I mean, like, props to Warcraft for setting things up and for, like, basically giving the company money to build this, the new IP. Mm-hmm. But Warcraft wouldn't really come into its own until much later, I would say. I mean, as an RTS, it was pa- I mean, it's beyond passable. It's extremely, um, I would say, uh, well done. I don't know. Competent? No, it's beyond competent too. But Diablo was gangbusters. Oh yeah, it was, it was. The money these these guys made, right? Now, here's Do you know that it was supposed to be a third person, like a turn-based game before they re-scrapped everything I think so too yeah 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 they actually had pictures of like the tiles and everything where you had your character moving to one point to attack Diablo like and a, all these demons like a tactics game right? yeah a tactics game yeah I think they were really into XCOM at the time maybe maybe, maybe. yo was, XCOM <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they days. were really into those kind of games before they realised you know what I think an action game might be faster might be more something palatable for a bigger crowd I would also say this right when you mentioned like Warcraft was basically streamlining ideas that was taken from Doom, right? Yeah. Yo, Diablo, if you want to talk about streamlining, right, you can play the game with one hand <laughs> <laughs> if you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's like, I don't know, the clickable? What, is there a genre for this where it's just mouse clicks? Uh, what's that? <laughs> well, you can just call it a click... Uh... <laughs> click fest, click Click fest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Click PG. Let's call it a click PG. A click playing game. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a genre to itself, I would say. But, yo. So, Diablo drops. Yeah, I'm... How do you say? I'm not... I, I may not be one of those guys who play it hardcore, but I at least, at least just try to play it as it is, like... I don't know. This this is just really fun. I mean, I it's already tense enough, and it is just killing yourself. But to just die and have your character wiped out, yeah, maybe that that might that might not be my thing. But I will say also like I mean, in terms of creating universe, creating ambience, creating atmosphere. Yeah, it is so good. Like it's just very immersive. It it really gets. I mean, I mean, yeah, graphics. Probably for some of you kids out there, doesn't age well. It still like it you, still you, looks you, good you, to you me. Bring up a point. It does kind of hold up in a sense. It does hold up, you know, because it's like watching a black and white movie where you can see past the visual but understand the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like Diablo was like, wow. I mean, we can talk forever about this game, but we really should move on because we're barely scratching the surface. Yeah, we I could mean, actually spend like another ten minutes. We so. should do a whole Diablo episode, but then there'll be a lot of bitching because okay, I'll save it for later. But right after. Diablo was I think Lost Vikings too right which you mentioned um, yeah well I can't say I didn't play that more compared to the, the first game so yeah so we're gonna skip that it's still the same except the Vikings are kind of more modified to have cyber parts I believe Eric has a can shoot she can shoot a gun or a laser probably I think so and, but but everyone else has better upgrades I think Baleog had a lightsaber this was 97 I think he had a lightsaber yeah now okay now the game that dropped next, like after a few more years, now, well, actually one year, come to think of it, or now, two. So yeah, if you look at it, right, like Blizzard guys were on a hot streak where every year they were just dropping bombs, right? So Diablo came out in 96, okay, along with the Warcraft expansion. The next year they released uh, Vikings 2. Now, 1998, for all your friends of Warcraft, and speaking of modifying what, things yeah, with happen- cyber and science yeah, fiction. Yeah. What <laughs> happens if you bring that stuff from Warcraft into space? 
And you add elements from like James Cameron movies. Yep. <laughs> and, 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 and Warhammer 40k. And yeah, I will give... <laughs> They are, uh, I will give Blizzard some props. Okay, I mean they didn't. And I did the third race. They didn't rip off wholesale Warhammer, but you could tell I already. It's knew there was some influence. The space marine design, and yeah, I would say that. But I would say they ripped off the Aliens movie way more <laughs> than anything else. And in case you couldn't tell, what we're talking about we're talking about Starcraft. Goddamn, the, the gross national deficit of South Korea itself. Yes. <laughs> Starcraft it's the game that was actually one. a message for a lot. No. No, no, I think it was Brute Wars that actually did that. No, no, Brute Wars did that, but like, I would say... The Rite of Passage for Korea. Starcraft? When Starcraft came out, right, okay, this is 98. Quake 2 just came out, if I'm not mistaken. I remember playing this, I mean, I'm playing Quake 2, and Starcraft, 12 hours a day. Yo, the the sheer genius of Starcraft. (laughs) I mean, it's the perfect rock, paper, scissors mechanic, you know? Everybody beats one guy specifically, but loses to the other guy specifically. Depending on the units they use at the time, and and, and they choose like beginning game, middle, and late game. Like, I mean, I don't know. That's the stuff that they use in tournaments nowadays. Like the whole there's there's like a bigger meta game that goes on after people play multiplayer. I would say yeah, Starcraft. exactly. But like Starcraft cre- made you more aware of the smaller battles yeah. rather than large. Uh, the, the grand scheme of things. I mean. It was it's it's basically the pinnacle of RTS games still hands down to yeah, this day. Yeah. Even the sequel can't beat what the original yeah, yeah. did. The three no actually the sequel okay we will go back to that later. But I thought the sequel did about the same thing. But I would say it did the same thing. But as, three factions they're all like they have their own strengths and weaknesses. But this is, they feel more different than one another. But this no is what I'm trying to say. Starcraft one redefined the genre. Did Starcraft two did the same thing <laughs> it did not redesign they defined the genre it just basically oh uh, yeah here's the sequel yeah we should focus on Which what we it waited did right for like, a while <laughs> three, three races all balanced oh as balanced as you can get like, anyway yeah. an epic storyline okay wait, sci-fi we're talking line. about starcraft one right one one before brute war right this okay yeah sure dude that game is not balanced at all okay have you not seen a two hive zerg rush that shit fucking sucks man <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's if you're fast enough to build it most Yo, people aren't only the good players are so for all you here's some pro gaming tips for you 8 drones build the second hive zergling pool zerg rush win <laughs> that's all you need to know this is the stupid error okay I'm glad they patched that up. <laughs> and then for guys like me who much rather just see how the single player unfolds Wait, I'm guessing you're a Terran guy uh, actually more of a Protoss guy you're but, a Protoss guy yeah but here's a, yeah, hear me out hear me out I'm more like a campaign guy than a multiplayer guy so I actually enjoy oh, okay, okay, okay. this and Brood War more because of how the story unfolds like you've got this woman Kerrigan who's basically wronged by that's the government that's Brood War no 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 she was wronged in the first game yeah yeah but she became Queen Bitch in second in, in part the, 2 yeah. in part 2 uh, the expansion very much like Sylvanas in Warcraft it's actually bigger better <laughs> like she actually owned everything per se well Sylvanas it, came into her running much later but this is before that whole thing happened she came into her running in Warcraft 3 <laughs> yeah and Warcraft 3 was like not, after, not, after not, Starcraft dude after not, Starcraft not that much further off though basically they're just ripping off their own stories it's literally like I would say... 2003, dude. 2000, Warcraft 3 is 2003-ish. Okay, but That's quite, quite a while off. Quite so, a while off. Uh, quite a while off, true. I mean, like, Diablo would be 2000, right? Yeah, 1999-2000, right? But let's just focus on StarCraft, like, 
how they made the characters characters I guess despite the fact that it's all played out through like intercoms and whatnot. oh the story yeah okay. the story like again the whole thing these weren't cutscenes you're using although granted they have their own CGI cutscenes they had the stuff. worst cutscenes yeah yeah <laughs> which is why when you look at the intercoms story thing going on that actually resonated for a lot of people myself including because of how everything all pans out you might think the good guys win but when the expansion came out the real players actually showed you true colors like per se oh yeah okay yeah so that's what well what i like about the single player it just played out like that it's not the most original thing which we can actually delve into much later but it resonated to me as well as, as to a number of so people so you're one of those rare guys who play starcraft for the campaign <laughs> i'm not a rare guy everyone else like... played for the campaign too no no they did Korea didn't play for the campaign. <laughs> okay, that's one country. I'm talking about the rest of the fucking world, okay? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Nah, I, I, I ignored the campaign. I play for the multiplayer. Do it. Dude, dude. That's what I like about Blizzard, like at least what they did for StarCraft. It's like a half and half thing. Some yeah. people play for multiplayer, especially when Brood War came out. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and then the other half, they just like the lore and everything. Oh, man. And now we should go to Brood War. Right when did it. that drop? Right immediately, right? I think like the next year. Yeah, it was. Or was it the same year? Ah, dude. It came out very quick because I would say this right. This was when Blizzard was on their hot streak, and then it's like every year they would drop something that would just change gaming. Yeah. And it was like a big deal, and I think this is probably the root of where all the Blizzard fanboys and where all the Blizzard love started. Because basically, they seemed so consistent. They were like always producing quality products. Like this was time that they cemented the reputation yeah, to be like the, mid the company the late that 90s. can do no wrong like Blizzard was the kings of gaming yeah. I would I would give them all the props I mean like Diablo Starcraft Brood like, War and then Brood War dropped like yeah. pretty soon right after that yeah yeah it actually continued the story but for the multiplayer scene especially in South Korea oh, it actually made that scene so much bigger they created a whole new way of employment <laughs> but you know I would say yeah birth of esports right there because then all of a sudden I mean granted like the FPS scene I mean like Quakers like around that time was probably guys like Fatality or no Fatality was definitely Quake 3 it was Quake 3 one of the Quakes I think Quake 2 would be the Thresh era Dennis Fong and then he would go on to start like uh, I think f I can't remember like he he, he was what like, like people thought that the FPS scene would be where the money was mm -hmm. little did they know right yo RTS competitive Starcraft what Korea did with that game you oh know? my god it's so huge over I mean there. dude that and K-pop, right? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they still play StarCraft, Cl Cl Brood War, Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever esports establishing they created with the TVs and whatnot, it's actually so, it's actually and, so big right up to this day. And yeah, what it has become right now, you know, I mean, they play that fucking thing in stadiums. People buy yeah. tickets to watch people play StarCraft. And like from fuck? StarCraft Brood War up till what? Um, uh, StarCraft 2 Wings of Liberty, that's like what? From 2010, no. Uh, 1998 to 2010 almost a decade yeah people are playing it for almost a decade over there yeah like growing and it's commonplace in every single PC bun like the cyber cafe is in Korea PC, PC bang 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 or bang 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 but yeah all I remember of Brute War uh, what was your most fond memory fondest memory from that game from Brute War uh, playing 2v4 uh figure out my Hydralisk rush very quickly <laughs> that's all I remember I was a big Zerk dude 
And uh, no, was I mean, it because of how of how do you kind of prefer that playstyle, the rush ish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, style? I mean, when I play RTS games, I always kind of favor the more rushdown style. I mean, th- granted, this was ninety seven, ninety eight, right? Ninety eight, ninety eight. So this was me. Like, I, I, was, I just finished with Polytechnic. I was really doing my first ever job working at a cyber cafe, and this was the golden year for that cyber cafe because Counter Strike was gonna drop. Quake Two was like kind of our bread and butter. Starcraft was like giving us. Like all paying the rent every day, yep, and like yep. I had nothing to do but just get good at that game. And I would sit down with like the local pros and all that. And I just remember being really deep into the scene. Yo, shout outs to uh Lando and the Roman Gods clan of StarCraft Singapore back in the 90s. Thanks for the tips, dude. <laughs> and I would own it that game, motherfucker. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so what, what was the one big thing you like to do? You were much rather kill them, kill your players earlier in the game or then mid game, dude. I was a total asshole. What I would do is like, I'll expand as quickly as possible, build an army, and just park outside your funnel <laughs> and <laughs> wait for you to see what was waiting. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, the thing about StarCraft, right, when Brew War came out, okay, it didn't really balance the game, but it it, it did the appropriate, like, what Blizzard usually does, up, even up to this day, their nerves and their buffs, okay? I mean, they know that... they That was when we felt that they cared about the fans and the people who played the game, and it was like... And I think they were also kind of realizing that this would be viable, not just as a video game for people to play, but as a business model for as the a party business guys. model for something else to come. So I'm pretty sure they already had their uh, meat hooks into like the monetary gains of yeah, what yeah. this would definitely uh, become. I wonder how surprised Blizzard was when in 1998 they thought, let's just pay a visit to Busan or somewhere in South Korea, and then looking at every single uh, cyber cafe over there, holy shit, they're playing our game Everybody a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to understand, right? Like this, the stupid era of the internet, right? Okay, I would use my uh, lounge shop as an example. Is Netscape still around during this time, or they're completely gone? I'm pretty sure everybody was starting to jump onto this new browser called Firefox. <laughs> I think Firefox was much later, dude. but I know Internet Explorer was. Internet Explorer was the that. shit for a while. There was Netscape Navigator. I can't remember. Oh wait, I'm not. I'm, I'm you know. It, it, opera. Oh, opera, opera, yes, opera. Opera oh, would be the one, guys. This is the ICQ era, dude. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, not ICQ. Um, I think I was using more MIRC because it was easier for a lot of people. Dude, I'm talking about as a messenger application on your computer, not as a chat room. Messenger. I don't know. I... Before MSN Messenger, before what WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger would become. True, true. ICQ, ICQ with the flowers. And I everything. still remember my number one three six eight seven seven three six. Oh shit, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But still, okay, like, dude, like... I think I think it's either MRC or ICQ where I actually just find people to play with on Diablo. I was on MRC downloading MP3s and yeah. talking to girls. And also, <laughs> and also StarCraft. Nah, I was on a local bulletin board. Uh, was, I can't remember the name. Uh, there was Clan Pepper. Crap. And then I realized when I was terrible at StarCraft, I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to continue just oh, chatting with spooky, spooky, Speaking of local bulletin boards where you get your games on, shoutouts to uh, all my boys at the old HDGK website, okay? <laughs> okay, you know who you are. I'm not going to say your names out loud. You're, so, you're also embarrassed. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think you just want to keep anonymous. Per se. Nah, I want to get those guys as guests on this show. And then we, I, I want to do a whole retrospective about how... I mean, I, I've always brought this up before. 97, 98 was the golden age for video games, for gaming, for multiplayer gaming, for launch shops, for Cyber Cafe. Like, this was officially... Arcades are going to die. This is the new thing. Cyber Cafes, launch shops, mm-hmm. video gaming. And I mean, like like I said before, using my launch shop as a reference, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I would charge 8 bucks an hour. A StarCraft game lasts... Way more than an hour. Mm. 
Dude, I had a full house of like maybe 36 computers. You could see how much I was raking in back then. <laughs> I had a lovely lifestyle. And then of course, fucking being Singapore, right? Being how everybody did jump on the bandwagon, right? Oh god, this it still happens up to today actually. Yeah, I mean I mean back then like my place, there was like probably three or four other lounge shops in Singapore that were just prob- uh that were just like serving the best games with the best computers with the so-called the best specs. I mean, 1998 I remember I switched out all our computers. What was your land shop called anyway? The Cyber Arena. Shoutouts to where I used to hang out. If you all remember the Cyber Arena, if you all remember the guy who kicked your ass at Quake and Starcraft, I have a show now. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah. But um, it was Cyber Arena. This was definitely 97, 98. And like, you know, um, I, I had my own Quake clan. I had my own Starcraft clan. I had my own Rogue Spear clan. Mm-hmm. I basically formed clans with all these people. So like, Blizzard... Thank you. Thank you for giving me so much business back in the day. <laughs> for, for helping me out, right? For helping a kid f- fulfill a dream of just playing video games and earning money. <laughs> Which you can still do now. I mean, it's still a viable business. No, not not back then, but now. Now? I guess you Unless you're a sexy Twitch streamer, you know. You're not going to see any real cash. And even then, you only do it in the US. Probably not here. I don't know. I mean... I mean, shout out to the local Twitch Singapore YouTube who are doing gamer, it, who are, who are doing it, sticking it out there. But yeah. I know there's quite a few of you, but still, just okay. keep doing what you're doing. You're but all good. enough about myself. Enough about all the past, right? Yo, okay, let's just get back on track. Starcraft, not only gangbusters, changed the national economy of one country in particular. Yeah, yeah. You know, and both, both Starcraft and its and its expansion as well. And in my humble, honest opinion, the definitive RTS game, hands down. Nothing could top it. I don't care what everybody else says. Like, you, you you take your Battle Realms, take your uh, the Warhammer games. I mean, nice to know they played catch up much later. I mean, I really liked. Which one was that? I don't know. If you I like Dawn of War too. Dark Crusade. Was... I don't know if you want to bring Battle Realms into this. Um, you love that game. <laughs> Bad. It's not bad. I won't say it's gonna take. Dude, over that Star game Trump. is broken as no, no. fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe, so easy to again. Learn. You gotta think of it as a guy who's coming in from a lore perspective, more of a campaign perspective, not so oh, much yeah. about the big thing. Don't you just love the last game podcast? We have two points of view constantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you gotta make sure you can't have a yes. We gotta cover the bases. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But 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 that's another conversation for another day. Okay, tell you what. Especially we, when we have Command and Conquer somewhere. Yeah, I mean we. I mean, I think the definite companion piece to this episode would be like what we did with episode one, where we have uh, you know, RTS games to play besides StarCraft. <laughs> wow, that's probably two in my mind. Unfortunately, we can't. I, I can't think. I don't think we can populate a list. For I, that. I, I could. I you can. can I think we can. No, there, we could probably. I mean, sh- maybe games like Civ may not count. No, no, no. Civ is turn-based, not real-time. Yeah, that's the thing. Huh? Yeah. Oh, definitely Rise of Nations. Oh my God! Right definitely, yes. uh, I would say maybe Age of Empires two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, okay. Tell you what, let's do the homework. We'll make the list yeah, of yeah. Uh, RTS games because I kind of want you to want to jump on to the next Blizzard game that they had. So the maybe, big one, another big one. Is it? Oh, um, we actually, yeah, we. Well, so okay, tell you I what, think we need. I think my throat's kind of parched, so we what? should honestly take a short break. We're gonna jump yeah. on to the next big thing Blizzard did. I would say yeah, we've kind of wrapped up. I mean, we 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 peaked. Yeah. I would say not only the podcast, but probably Blizzard peaked at this moment. <laughs> yeah. And then okay, the next segment, I will have to kind of like mention. This is probably the start of their downfall, huh? No, not not quite. I mean, but you, you could see like you know <laughs> the workings of what would later be 
Blizzard becoming what they are. And now. for those keeping track, we are gonna hit on something that came out in the year 2000. So stay tuned. still kind of mention a little bit more StarCraft. Okay, I was a little bit unfair to you. <laughs> campaign guy, what was your favorite moment in the StarCraft campaign? When, uh, that's, well, it's quite a lot. I mean, apart from, <laughs> okay, apart from the obvious where Kerrigan comes to her own. Becomes the spider queen or something. Yeah, right? the, the queen bitch of the universe, basically. Best line ever <laughs> to end the game. Um, <laughs> also, the the UN guy who also committed suicide at the end of, like, of the human campaign or the oh, he shot campaign. himself in the head yeah yeah, yeah. I remember that, that, that music scene. that was fucking brutal so man emotional yeah and not only that but in the first Starcraft when they introduce one of my favourite units for the Protoss side oh who would that be the carriers oh my Fuck god this is <laughs> independent thing all over <laughs> like want to get that shit built which takes quite Sweet, sweet time I would um, agree yeah. yeah and then when <sighs> you launch like two, three, four of them in a row Coming down on your enemies. What was the Holy shit! This is basically you are your enemies are done. I remember that shit completely just done. covered up the screen. It was really hard for you to escape. What was the the unit that made them invisible? The arbiter. Uh, the arbiter, I believe. You put yeah. that dude on top. Everything's invisible. You can't see. You can't. You can't target anything. Yo, pro. I mean, being a Zerg player, protos are the bane of my existence, yeah. man. Would, it, would that be a viable strategy back in the day? I it's, gotta ask you. It was. It's, there is nothing more annoying than fighting a super defensive patient Protoss. As a Zerg player, if they if they shut down your rushdown game and you basically have to like, okay, now I need to prepare for the initial Zealot attack and then the Dark Templars will start coming. Then the Ar- Archon, Archon. Archon, Archon. And then You're once, Archie. once you see carriers, you'll be like, Fuck this noise! <laughs> rage quit, rage quit. Nah, I never rage quit. You know, I'm I'm more of a GG good game sir, and I, I let that shit rock. But yeah, I I, I agree. Best, I mean, I it's a, it's a good feeling once you get those dudes out. I know what you mean, man. I mean, it, the skill tree to get to the carrier stage, right? I mean, the hoops you jump through, but while well, the satisfaction of like unleashing that on an unsuspecting enemy. Oh my god! I mean, especially back in the day. I mean, like, I played the whole park and uh, maintain. Uh, like my 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 whole idea was just uh, ground control, right? But anyway, like, you, when you're building something or you're expanding, and you're not paying attention, and all of a sudden this carrier shit happens, and it wipes out all your hydras or whatever. Like, oh fuck that noise, man! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like compared to like the Terran nuclear assault, there's nothing more up grind like that grinds my gears more than get, getting like. <laughs> but it actually feels good for the for the other team doing it. A no, very but, epic feeling. But yeah, I can't be mad, you know, like because it's like <laughs> higher. It's a high. It's like the highest tier unit you can actually. Churn out. I mean, yeah. You get all that, yeah. Props to you for being patient. Exactly. You know, like, you know, well played, sir. <laughs> well played, sir. You, yeah. you, you, you're laying some, 
Linguist. Good right. job. Oh, so man. to recap, we're now down to 2000, the year 2000. Finally, the new millennium. Yes. Okay. Things are changing. Y2K bug is on the horizon. And then for some reason, and then for a very, and then Diablo did very well back then. Very well. Gangbusters. Yeah. Part 2 came out. Part 2. Diablo 2. Holy shit. Talk That's about, all I can say. Talk about the follow-up of follow-ups. Yeah. Okay, when Diablo 2 dropped, dude, we all lost our minds. Oh my god. Like, everything looks good. There was that, and then it turns out like, oh, turns out you kind of lost in the game, in a sense. In a sense. Mm-hmm. You took that soul stone, you shoved it in your head, and now you're wandering <laughs> the desert, and you're kind of fucking up the entire, not just the town of Tristan, but also the other countries. Can I say countries or... Cities maps. Of, I think the word the is maps. Of, uh, <laughs> this of Diablo's or Earth and whatnot. I mean, like I forgot what the main Earth Diablo of Diablo was called, but it's something. Sanctum, Sanctum. Thank you, Sanctuary, Sanctuary. Seriously, shout outs to Mister Toffee for playing single player campaign and just laying down all this lore that I have either forgotten or ignored. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Sanctuary was the entire world. Uh, basically, we get to see more of Sanctuary in Diablo too. You've got the desert town. Man, I wish I could tell your name. Uh, you've got like the other side. No, it's alright. Just use the player names, you know? The, the ice stage, the okay. desert stage, <laughs> the, the fire st- stage. Okay, okay. we got the desert stage, that's for sure. We got the marsh stage. And then we've got uh, hell, basically. Dude, I want to say space, but StarCraft got that covered. It's, it's all hell, hell actually, yeah. in Diablo 2. No. no, Diablo 2 was outside. It was basically away from Tristan. The town of Tristan. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, you are... You're helping out the Amazons in the place and whatnot. Oh yeah, I remember and that. Then, uh, the, the, the first place. The first place was basically the forest area. And you had to go through like certain depths and you kill Andariel, the Maiden of Anguish. Man, you remember all of this, Yeah, right? because they were Good fucking job, hard sir. to kill, man. <laughs> oh, but the, the worst was probably the desert town. Mm. Um, you Luke Golim, Luke, Luke Golim. Mm-hmm. I may have pronounced that wrong. Sorry if this offends. Uh, but they don't care. <laughs> the, the, the progression, all that, that worked out really well. Like getting loot, whatnot. Dude, just just the random the randomness of actually getting through each stage in Diablo two was really good. I think they actually upped the game in terms of getting stuff out random for dungeons. Dude, Stone of Jordan, man, there yeah. was such. I, I think that's more of like a meta thing. Much later on. I would say, but, but when the initial yeah. years, the initial the initial months when Diablo two came out, before people LOD, were trying I guess, to get right? through all this game, all through this like lore and getting through the story mode, playing it together, experimenting with the five different classes they have. I mean, like all I remember was taking days off work just to play this oh, game. God, yes, <laughs> dude. I mean, like and I'm not surprised, is, dude. I think everyone else in the country were. What I remembered days. most about Diablo Two was the hype. The marketing, the the just when they were slowly releasing trailers, and this is like still early days of the internet before what it is it become today. That foreboding face you see in the cover of the game. I like. remember these cutscenes are gorgeous, man. <laughs> oh my god, it was such a far cry from what came before, like like Starcraft. I mean, Starcraft. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. They, they, were, game, they were pretty bad. The, the CGI was pretty bad, but they, they upped the game in they need Diablo two to really remaster Starcraft's cutscenes at least. Like, leave oh, the game alone, though. Like, oh my god, when you see Diablo 2's cutscenes, like you know when you're at like, pre- the like, production when, value, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when the when the cursed warrior was actually talking to the old man, and there was that scene in the tavern. Mm. Holy shit, that was spooky. I guess very chilling in a sense. No, like, I mean, it yeah. kind of made you, and then suddenly you're in a forest. You're starting off as a new 
warrior for hire, like exploring the forest, you know, finding out the shit that's going on with all these minions of hell coming up and shit. I mean, I would say Blizzard up their game big time with Diablo it's 2. Very and, big. And fucking dudes are still playing that game now. They're still, still now, dude. Up guys now. running ladders still. And yeah. right, I mean, talk about serious addiction problems, man. I, I recall three, four days straight playing this game. And using my necromancer, getting a complete trunk ul set within the first three days and then just rocking it with my bone armor wall and like, whoa, I mean, this was early days. I mean, later I would discover that your whirlwind berserker beats everything. (laughs) I was using the Amazon at the time because it was more like a beginner class, you know, that's why I just get the ropes before I go pick up the wizard, was it? Or mage, I forgot. Wizard mage. I mean, yeah, but the the, The wizard and sorceress class. Sorceress, sorceress. And also uh, the necromancer. I mean, I kind of like summoning crows and summoning skeletons and shit. Uh, the, that was pretty cool. They never, but the thing is, man, Necromancer w- would have been my favorite class, but they never did anything to buff or like enhance him. But yo, then okay, we need to also mention right. This was the era of eBay and Stone of Jordan. <laughs> All right, farming man. You, you can explain that part like now. You know, like this is the perfect. So time. back like, in the day, everyone, <laughs> got, everyone got into Diablo two a lot. Then came this meta game. This me- this whole different aspect of Diablo I mean like I would pinpoint Diablo 2 especially as when Blizzard realized like holy shit people are dropping serious cash not for the game but for the shit you find in the game and like back in the day I mean like you know uh, SOJ farmers gold farmers you know this is when it was happening and like maybe some context what is the Stone of Jordan where can you get it Stone of Jordan very rare drop look Google that shit. If you're a Diablo fan or if you're a Blizzard fan, you know what that is. You know, and it re- later reappear in, in Diablo. Maybe some context. I mean, you. I mean, since you know it quite a bit, maybe you can. It's a rare item. It. It's more like a rune or like something you can. Oh man, how do I, I believe explain? it's a rune you can equip or you can use it to. You attach to, it to, to attach something. Yeah, but I mean, like the stats it would give you would just make things a little bit more easy. I would say, like, but this is I would say, the era where there was this new kind of gamer that started to appear. The lazy gamer, the the pay to win gamer. Ah yes, that became a thing around this time, and it's like people weren't aware of it. And then like, the thing is, right now in the whole uh mind mind mindscape of gaming or like you know pop culture, right, we all know about the China farm, the Chinese gold farmers in Warcraft and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I would say that this was the the moment, like the precursor before. Uh, you know, I even say the precursor is like basically ground zero. This is where it happened. You know, like and people were. Once they reach their end game, I mean, like there was two kinds of Diablo players. There was the Diablo player who would get what we call perfect gear, basically getting the armor and the weapons and then the character stats, creating the perfect uh loot farm like the the loot uh character, you know. I mean, like that's where I was, you know. And then there was also like the hardcore guys who would like go on ladder and then like play rank and basically you know playing in you know, a hardcore and getting the highest I mean, like, possible letters basically you all start at zero you have a whole month I mean it's like what they practice now with games like Hearthstone and like you know uh, definitely Diablo, Diablo 3 now finally but where it's like you literally have to rank up and it's all based on leaderboards and how you do against the rest of the Battle.net community mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really play that much because the thing is I could not dedicate so much time to it because frankly the thing about Diablo 2 right it was Wow, this was right right before I had to go to national service, man. Fuck that noise. You know what I mean? Like this was the end of my hardcore gaming era. But I remember Diablo 2 being a very prime uh 
segment of that life I had, you know, in my uh, my late teens, and playing it with friends, and just all of us, like, you know, kicking ass and killing Diablo over and over and over and over again. I mean, look, I still, till this day, have not managed to pull off a hardcore run on Diablo. I'm very, I'm Diablo 2, sorry. I'm really disappointed myself. But then again, I don't have the time anymore. You know, I mean, I've got to create all this content for all you fans out there. You know, <laughs> no, of course. Podcast is taking oh, a lot of, of my course. life. But seriously, like, man, the Diablo 2 changed gaming in a way that I would say is, not say for the better, but I think around this time was when people realized that you could monetize things. I mean, microtransactions didn't exist then. You know, expansions was basically like um, before DLC, you know, where games would be 90% done and then another 10% will come later in another box. You pay probably $20 for that, right? And it's like, I would say that this is the point where Blizzard paid attention to where the money was coming in. And the, the, the stuff they actually in, yeah, inevitably created where, inside somehow it's uh, generating more revenue for third party people inside and they wanted in on that action so like um, this... before we go on to that like uh, maybe just some things from someone who actually just plays it I'm more like again maybe you're right about the whole rare thing I actually play it just for the other side of the stuff mm-hmm. I don't want to if I get a full set that actually completely wipes the online finally usually ice oh. weapons are the things that wins okay. anyway so yeah just getting through all that, they actually did expand upon Diablo 2's story without actually talking about it so much. Mm. Which yeah. I can say, which I which I wish you could say for Diablo 3, but that's another story. Like, <laughs> we just discovered on your own, like, oh, this shit that happened, and you suddenly go into this, like, Luke Gorlin, uh whorehouse, the proper term for that. Like, you go, <laughs> you, you go underground, like, holy shit. There, there's a pure word for it. Brothel, bro. Just a brothel, brothel. brothel. Like, everyone's dead. <laughs> or and you fight one of the tougher dudes in, like, before the one of the tougher dudes in the game even tougher than the butcher <laughs> uh yeah um this bug guy duriel oh my god it's fucking annoying to kill dude. oh man i remember that fight yeah. yeah look look this was like before you knew how to kill it like the first time you come across him you're almost you won't say you're underpowered you actually managed to kill the mummies and whatnot before you reach this guy holy shit he totally owns you halfway through he's just so fast he hits hard for a big guy and yeah. i don't know what the fuck happened but it's like a truck that just hits you Right there. Now this is in single player, huh? Uh, yeah, in single player. This was before I figured I had to talk to people like how to kill this guy, all that. Before I got into the deeper part of like you know the, with all the item skills, but the did item you sets and whatnot. Ever try multiplayer with other people? Yeah, yeah, For... I did. No, mm. the first time I fought this guy it was still single player. Then I went to multiplayer. Eh, it got easier, I guess. You notice the difference, right? Yes, a huge difference. Man. But anyway, point is after after that threshold everything was actually alright after I figured out okay maybe I should just farm a bit more for items here and there yeah it taught you how to play the game by but play the game correctly like before Dark Souls before you fight that big thing kill all the little things yeah, yeah and then yeah. kill more little things exactly speaking of killing little things yo remember? oh my god those fetishes in the third <laughs> world the third world like the little African mass thingies running up to you and stabbing you or the, the little mudman guys yeah right? the mudman guys yeah <laughs> they, they, they were annoying until they realized in the third game that yeah you could actually summon those fuckers oh yeah, for yeah that was kind of cool the huntress <laughs> for the witch doctor witch doctor. doctor my bad yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that was really cool uh, but, but, <laughs> nice throwback but still fight those fuckers or throwback they're just annoying. reusing assets yeah, oh my yeah. god lazy Not programmers reusing. <laughs> just, you know, hey I like to do a throwback I like to do a throwback mm, okay I mean like I and mean, then hell actually looked a bit more different than I remembered when I went in the fourth world Probably better graphics cut. More like, <laughs> more like 
spacey actually yeah, I, remember I don't that. know, like when you're meeting Tyrael for the first time, and you go to hell. Oh, the like, purgatory stage where it's like you're in like kind of purgatory. space between heaven and earth. Right? Yeah, I was like, yeah, what yeah, yeah. Starcraft, dude? Is that like a crossover that I'm not aware of? I think, like I said again, I'm just reusing assets, man. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta streamline yeah. this. And but, then we got the expansion as well that came out. That Lord was, of Destruction. Yeah, <laughs> you, you. I mean, that was your boss right there on the cover, Lord of Destruction. Bail. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of cool. Like you actually, that was what I like about Diablo Two. They actually just double triple the lore and the content and whatnot yeah they, they, they you actually fought the lord of pestilence or whatever Mephis. one of his brothers okay. one of his brothers yeah this is like a skeleton floating around i guess and yeah. then uh baal was a dude with this is a giant dude i guess i don't quite remember basically diablo reskinned no 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 diablo <laughs> was demon was lizard like Bao was definitely different. Like a big bald white dude. Well, okay, he was in the he was on the cover. That's how you fought him as is. <laughs> like bones and shit. But it was really cool. And plus the stage and the new class they, the two new classes they introduced, the druid and the assassin. They were pretty cool. So you can transform into a wolf and all that, right? Oh yeah, I actually <laughs> went for the druid, because you know oh. werewolf, right? Werewolf powers and a crow. Such an animal, Mr. Toffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, seriously, werewolf can be OP if I knew how to how, how to do the build properly. Oh, I mean, but like... It could. Uh, Basically, as long as you stay in that form, you keep attacking, yeah, your mana won't, won't actually go down. That was actually a build where basically your werewolf can overpower a lot of shit. But did, was this probably the time when you were like... Because for me, this was when like... I wasn't just playing games and then figuring things out for myself. Like this was like you know you had an active internet connection you could actually go online and find other people who are playing the same game as you and figuring things out for oh, you yeah yeah i mean like this was like the beginning of the internet age yeah sort of. i mean like yeah i think around 98 99 like singapore we already had cable modem we already had dsl so we already had kind of broadband malicious one year like probably six months behind on that really so we only got our cable six months after you guys got oh us. man i mean like there, there was a whole mini thing in singapore where it's basically dsl versus cable you know, but eh, you know, I mean, whichever ran. Shout out to SCV, who later became Starhub. <laughs> whichever, whichever ran the things the fastest back in Malaysia, that, that was all, that was only, that was only one big guy, telecom at the time. Man. So it was kind of monopoly in a sense. Oh, Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> but we played the games we wanted to, so I, I ain't complaining. But what was the Malaysian scene like for Diablo 2? I mean, like for Singapore, basically. Not as big as you would think. Yeah, be surprised, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, I found people to play with online after that Duriel. Uh, Roadblock, mm-hmm. uh, but that's it. I mean, the next game that Blizzard created in two thousand two was the one where everyone had this game on the land shop. Oh, I think you know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, we know. What you're talking yeah, but about. anyway, <laughs> to recap, to just to cut things short, Diablo two, awesome shit. But also, it, which can also create its own economy and meta game per se. Yeah, I say I would say like this is probably the starting point for what was oh, to come. And Lord Destruction introduced the one good thing about. Uh, one thing that people took for gr- take for granted right now the cow level uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, SVGA mode basically <laughs> we went from 640 to like 124 it's like a huge jump you know like 1024 sorry 1024 1024 by 768 yeah, yeah. basically it's like you zoomed before out. HD yeah, you zoomed out you get to see everything you know like, uh, man, I remember I, that I like Diablo 2 but I hated the fact that you're really up close to your Amazon or your Barbarian but when the Destruct- World of Destruction came out you just went one resolution forward and holy shit you it was worth replaying the game over again I played this game on my Reva TNT 2 man <laughs> looked 
good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when when that 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 SVGA jump was so. I don't know, like for a game where it just bombards you with swarms upon swarms of fucking beetles and fucking demons and, and cows and fetish <laughs> creatures and whatnot. It was good, you know, just to see what the hell's coming in front of you yeah, before you get yeah. blindsided. Dude, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a word noteworthy feature, dude. I was... Like I played Diablo the Lots of Destruction a lot more than usual when that mode came out. I think I also have to attest to the fact that I, I, I know it's a graphics thing, but dude, big difference, especially when you're playing that kind of game. Oh, but I had like a Samsung Sync Master twenty-seven. I mean, it's a twenty-seven inch CRT monitor <laughs> back in those days. Okay, before flat panels and LCDs, right? And I remember playing that game. You know, and it was like, man, yeah, SVGA. <laughs> yeah, zooming out, seeing, seeing everything in front of you, good. Which I'm... actually came into play in Blizzard's next game, Warcraft Three. Boom. Yeah, that was the big megaton as well. Like a year later after Diablo 2, Lords of Destruction came out. And it's like the RTS where they introduced the new hero system. And they expanded on the lore, which I'm pretty sure you're all up about. Uh, Kinda, (laughs) sort of. I kind of forgot to about. Well, I I can can recap. But dude, that opening CG for Warcraft 3, holy shit. Really? That was so good, dude. You know, like, Medivh came down and then there was like the, the... Torin and the orcs on one side and the humans on the other side. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. the feel? Dude, epic battle. That, I mean, if Diablo 2's 1 did not blow your mind, this did. For you? The, yeah. the cutscene? Yes, that cutscene was like, I think in everyone's minds, not just mine, but everyone kind of remember Warcraft 3 because of that. Like, when they start off, the, that was the first thing that literally came out after the Blizzard logo came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people remember that shit. And then you went to the in-game stuff. Dude, I remember before the game came out, downloading the cinematic trailer and that very scene from like uh, some local website, you know. And it's like, oh, wow, it's in real players. <laughs> it's like, oh, this looks pretty. Oh, yeah, at the time, real player. <laughs> Shout-outs to that old-school Shout-outs to real player and Rad Tools and Bink Video yeah. and all these other compressors that probably don't exist anymore or probably still exist. And we're I wondering, think Bink is still around. Why are you I'm still around? <laughs> But I mean, okay. but man, yeah, Reign of Chaos. Actually, it was good that they actually did the story mode like for different races that became one continuous story, like what Starcraft did basically. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it expanded the lore and it made things a little bit more interesting. Yeah, it made Thrall a, a household name in that game because that was his face in the cover next to Arthas. Mm. I mean, these are characters that played prominent roles in Blizzard's future game. Later on, yeah, in were, Warcraft. This is just one giant setup to what would become yeah. their money in the bank their cash cow yeah yeah uh, Thrall's story was cool oh and also Arthas' story was very I would, I would say it's original but you know like at the end of Frozen Throne when he just takes up the sword and became the next Lich King that was pretty <laughs> fucked up in well, a sense I'll have to say one thing about Warcraft 3 I didn't play it <laughs> wait really? I played it a bit didn't like it well, you weren't a fan of the hero system were you? Or? not just a fan of the hero system that game looks so cartoony <laughs> The color palette, the way it looked, the way it felt, the way it played. I was a fan of the hero system, but the thing is, it did not feel like the logical evolution or the next step that the Warcraft series needed. Yeah, and because have... because the past games were very serious and gritty, weren't they? No, but here's, here's the main problem I had with Warcraft 3. Like, I was not even comparing it to its previous games. I was comparing it to goddamn Starcraft, which, hands down... As I said earlier, nothing can beat StarCraft. Nothing can beat StarCraft. And when I played Warcraft 3, all I could remember was that sense of disappointment because I was feeling more like, yo, StarCraft took Warcraft and 
brought it to, like it broke the stratosphere it went to a whole new level it made the perfect RTS game so in my mind I think in a lot of people's minds we were thinking Warcraft 3 okay this started the whole thing what are they gonna do with the sequel I, I it was a big focus on the hero thing I mean come on when you're doing a really when you've already published a great strategy game like Starcraft yeah how the hell are you gonna follow up without looking like a copycat no but here's the problem like this was also I mean like Diablo 2 did gangbusters so in our minds we were thinking okay you got the cash you got the time you've been waiting so long Warcraft 3 show us what you got it sold well I'm pretty sure it did I mean like Blizzard fanboys will hold the base up for the rest of us it is a good game it's just that maybe for those who are like thinking Starcraft was the highest tier ever for strategy games might come off as a disappointment for some I said some not all Mm-hmm. Warcraft 3 had a tournament scene but obviously not as big as Korea's Starcraft scene and and the fact that you got the hero system different tiers that was actually a new level of micromanaging that even I get confused from time to time but it wasn't it can get a bit daunting to be honest but let's just let's just say it for what it is Warcraft 3 great alright to me I'd say it's good I'd say it's better than alright per se again lore wise it's good Frozen, frozen through all that filled in the blanks and the gameplay was actually alright too although it's got a different take on it with the whole hero system no. it felt kind of different which was good I, I mean if you play vanilla Warcraft 3 I mean this is my perspective when I played multiplayer all I could think was like it's more of the same a few added things but didn't do it for me I don't know why I mean like lore wise campaign wise I played through it can't really remember much about it. I mean, I just remember like, oh, hey, yeah, these guys are still around or yeah, yeah. they're expanding on the story. But, I mean, for a game like, for an RTS game from a company like Blizzard, you know, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people loved it. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. Like, you know, it's not like a terrible game. It's yeah, not yeah. subpar by any means necessary, you know. But the thing is, what, I mean, like what I mentioned in the previous segment is like, you know, from like the 90s all the way up to 2002, it's bam, 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 you know, triple A, triple A, triple A, never missed the mark. This to me felt like, oh, like it's not an A game, but it's like a solid B. And let's not forget the other contribution Warcraft 3 did. Which is? The mod scene. Dude. It's a big, okay, ever since the editor came out for that game with mm-hmm. the Frozen Throne, everyone was on just that secondary part of the game. I think. To the point where we got... Defense of the Ancients which uh, yeah. I think everyone knows what the hell that is fucking Dota for all your people <laughs> okay <laughs> and you cannot say you cannot deny the landmark the, that, that milestone that that, that that mod scene has achieved the, nobody played Warcraft 3 multiplayer they played Dota everyone fucking played Dota and you know what Malaysia was there first it's Malaysia was the first country that actually played this shit tournament level wise before everyone else jumped on the bandwagon really yes they did well team orange um before that they were on this game before everyone else started becoming good at this Mm. i mean dota was basically malicious thing before everyone else like especially the european side jumped (laughs) onto that bandwagon before dota 2 came in of course i would say i mean I'll, i'll here's another thing i played dota didn't catch on with me either. <laughs> I think it's again, this was a different take on real time strategy, but it's more hero focused. So you kind of need to actually team up with five guys who can actually coordinate things. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, people know what the hell Dota is by now because of Dota 2. But I mean, like, yeah, the mechanic in Warcraft 3 was basically creating the whole hero class system, which would play into creating probably the, the gangbusters for Warcraft 3. I mean, like, 
Ask anybody like, do you play Warcraft 3? No. Do you play Dota? Yes. Yes. They and, did. Everyone then, said they but, play Dota. But technically, you are playing Warcraft 3. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. at the same time, Dota 2, so Dota was already like slowly becoming its own game. Then it, it became its own game. Dude, it usurped fucking Counter Strike as the game of choice for launch drops. Yes. Seriously, that game exploded. That game became part of the pop culture. Yeah. So like, I think I can attribute it to its hero system. Basically, they just. Took what worked in Warcraft 3, Yeah, this guy and um, streamlined the fuck out of it. Yeah, basically ice frog, right? Why not that? have <laughs> instead of having your own one base with one faction? Why not have five of these heroes fighting against another faction of five heroes? Have a versus thing out of it, mm. like a PV- PVP thing. And the MOBA was born. <laughs> the MOBA, yes, that one word that everyone is breaking our money from up till now. Man, gangbusters for whoever. I mean, like yeah. Everyone here, like Riot Games, all that, even the guys who did Smite, they all owe it to, to Dota, to the guy who made Dota inside Warcraft 3. So in a way, Warcraft 3 started this shit. I mean, it's not even a mod; it's just a fucking map. <laughs> okay, mods, maps, yes, it, 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 it's its own game. All that that classifies as a mod already. True that, but it's like its own rules and whatnot that deviates from the original game. Man, that's a mod, dude. I remember playing Dota and thinking like. I don't like this, but this is gonna take off so much. <laughs> this is gonna be, this, is, this is gonna be, this is the shit. And I'll say <laughs> that MOBAs like Dota, they actually encourage camaraderie between like big groups of friends. Like when you're playing versus against like in StarCraft or Warcraft three, mm-hmm. you have like what two v two with big factions. Yeah. At least with a five v five system, you can have five of your close friends. You know. As a team, but I would say like the team dynamic. I mean, like uh, co- like competitive co-op. I would give. I would actually say, Counter Strike did that first. Yeah, it did it first. But that, I'm not denying that. I would I say Counter Strike was 98. because of how like I mean, this is my take on it. Like in like in the mid 90s to late 90s, right? I mean, the competitive like gaming scene. I'll 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 use Singapore here as a reference, right? I mean, it was basically StarCraft, and it was basically stuff like Quake. But it was Counter Strike that made it very uh, noob friendly. It was very like it would allow anybody to win. You just had to be part of the team and contribute. And if you didn't contribute, just don't die. And it, that changed the mentality of like probably a multiplayer gaming here. And, like yeah, I mean, instead of having I, like a single player thing. Yeah, like, instead of having yeah. a, like some super exceptional player carry the team, or you have like five guys, you can have five normal guys play a game and do work and. Get some reward and some satisfaction. I think that's what I appreciate. Out appreciate. That's what I like about uh, games like Dota or League of Legends. You kind of need to be a well-oiled machine in mm. a team. What's I mean for noobs like me, I'm just gonna just play against the AI. But for pro gamers, probably like you, and probably yeah. for other tournament players, they you just find four other guys who think like you or play have a playstyle like yours, yeah. and you have a good team already. But it also you just have to play more games, and you have to fight against international guys. Not just that, but I would also say this: like, like even if you are not a pro gamer or a noob, I mean, it's so easy to just join a Dota game, or I mean, like, even say Counter Strike. But like, just join a Dota game, even if you don't do well. People will tell you what to do, or you can, you have all the resources and all the like. Actually, on online, half the time they'll ask you to fuck off. Or say, or the woman is probably even worse too. I think it's either that or League of Legends that takes the crown for the most toxic community. Dude, dude, this has That's been ha- this up. has been happening since the golden age, since Ultima Online. Okay. I think it's more obvious when the internet was born. I mean, and when online communication was a thing. That assholes was on the other team or on your team have existed for a long time, but it's just more prominent with the online. I would say 
it, it never got as bad as Xbox Live, but at least the PC community, or at least, I mean, like, you know, I mean, the online gaming community, I mean, like, say in Singapore, yeah, we have assholes, yeah, we have trolls, but the thing is, I think most of us really want to help each other out and kind of, like, teach, you know, where we educate before we elevate. So, yeah, yeah, of course. But, course. I mean, like, I was, but I will say this again, like, if you, if you don't know how to play Dota and you, you're interested in it, it's very easy for you to jump in, learn, fail, learn, get better. I mean, like, the, the thing about Dota is, like, you don't have to play an entire game. You're playing a map. Yeah. You're basically... It's the same map, actually, in fact. I mean, yeah. Every <laughs> thing about it. I would say that was probably one of my re- one of the reasons why I couldn't get into Dota, because it was basically, like, uh, it got very stale very quickly because it's a lot of repetition. I mean, but, but still, I get why that game is so popular, and I get why, like, you know, something like that would be so appealing to, uh, like, new gamers, because then you don't have to learn... Like stage one, stage two, stage three, and this and that. You just have to. This is your area. Yep. It's like here's your chessboard. Choose the character. Do well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, but and here's the and, the and the funny thing is right. Blizzard had nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's it's their game still, but they obviously. I mean, it was the the two the two individuals or three individuals who worked on the mod who yeah. actually got that started. And basically, I mean, like. On the other side of the spectrum, Valve released freaking Half-Life. Nobody played Half-Life multiplayer. Everybody played Everyone Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. <laughs> which would later become its own game. Yeah. Speaking of becoming its own game, Dota 2. <laughs> oh, now on Steam. <laughs> now by Valve. Yeah. You see where this is going. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, wow, you can see the rivalry and the tension between these two guys. I mean, like, how did you how did you take the fact that Dota 2 decided to leave home I mean technically it, it, it's, a, it's a pretty funny story I mean I was, it was a pretty funny and interesting case that's for sure like again a mod that elevates beyond its former game the became game that was a on. game yeah. yeah and and jumps that, to a rival the, company yeah, yeah that, 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 that's the dream per se like for a lot of people who want who are in the mod scene or creating their own games oh man but like Let's not give Dota any more love. Everybody uh, plays Dota. Dota, yeah, has think, his, Dota has its own legacy and history that you can find elsewhere. Yes. But yes, we are aware of it. I played it, didn't like it. I played the sequel, I'm fine with it. But I don't know, these kind of games... But we've got this Warcraft lore that people want to, you know, experience. Hence, in 2004... Speaking of gangbusters... World of Warcraft. Wow. Literally. Yeah, wow. Wow, <laughs> okay, wow the, dropped. Now, you have to remember, um, the people behind this game, they used to work on EverQuest and... I think probably one of them did Meridian 59. I think some guys from Dark Age of Camelot. Uh, could be that wrong. That too, that too. Dark yeah, Age yeah. of Camelot. They came out from there and they figured, why not just make this MMO, take out all the bad things from previous MMOs <laughs> and make it its own thing under Blizzard. Speaking of streamlining, yeah. There we go. And now you got World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Gangbusters. You had to pay for the game and then every month after that, yep. to keep playing the game, it is like the, it is like the very, it is like the only subscri- subscription based game that still has a sub- subscription plan up to this day. That is still making money. Yes, there are still people playing this fucking game, yes. despite all the free to play MMOs that are out, or even the one, one pay and you're done kind of MMOs. I mean, yeah, speaking of the monolith, wow. yes. speaking of the Titanic juggernaut that you like, you know, the the ten thousand pound gorilla that you have to overthrow. Everybody is throwing rocks at this, you know? I mean, like, freaking... It's a game you love to love and love to hate. I... It was, like, it was popular enough that it had its own love and hate fan club. I mean, I... Didn't hate it. Okay, it was also... Yeah, it was also popular to the point where there was actually a TV... I mean, an online show... What, the... 
based on the game itself with the people playing the game behind yeah. it you know oh, the guild yes the guild yes. <laughs> shout out to Felicia YouTube. Day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please this is our show <laughs> but okay this is my problem with World of Warcraft you said you liked it right So I liked it because it. it was like holy shit imagine playing a Warcraft a Warcraft game with inside the world of it that I was promised lush expansive vistas castles dreadmore visiting places fighting all these legendaries and all these like characters that existed in in the lore of the game and it's in my in my head i was like thinking wow this is going to be a huge undertaking and then all they said was like oh and to make sure that we can maintain all of this shit just a small subscription so i took the bait i i bought i, I bit the hook i went in for all you guys who remember when that first that game first dropped right how disappointingly small and <laughs> unfinished it felt and then it would later become what it is today but i just remembered like having a really bad taste in my mouth playing the game grinding leveling up and then all the bullshit pvp tactics that people would use but one thing i love about world of warcraft for some reason girls started to play this game <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the first time that you know, like, I you actually see more female players in the game compared to other titles. Compared to anything else I've played, okay, like from StarCraft, I probably can think of maybe one or two girl gamers. From Quake, probably one or two also. From freaking like even Counter Strike had some girl gamers, you know. But logging out to World World of Warcraft, playing with people, talking to them, and it's like discovering like, oh, you're actually a girl. <laughs> How are you affording this? And how old are you? <laughs> that was like my like, you know what? This could be an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember like the, the very first girl I dated in Canada when I was studying over there was a was World of Warcraft a player. Fan, yeah. And like the, the, the proto girl gamer. I mean I remember when a that proto was one, like she basically I mean no dissing her, but you know, she was wearing like the backpack, like the short goth skirt or short of course she played World of Warcraft yeah. she got the long she I remember her stockings the stockings were also a distinctive feature of hers do you know I seriously remember it was like me and a couple of random dudes in World of Warcraft like kind of raiding and then one of them discovers oh hey she's a girl and then all of a sudden everybody started talking nice to her <laughs> like the fuck you guys we're kind of busy here I think this is a common occurrence that happened oh ever since God, this game came girl. out yeah <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. EverQuest probably had his fair share of women playing the game, no, but I'm this one pretty had sure. More. Yeah, let me add more. Every genre. Well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not. Yo, shout outs to the girl gamers, you know. But in my mind, there's no such thing as a girl gamer. It's just gamer who happens to be a girl. That's it. Gender doesn't matter, you know. I'm like, if you're doing your shit, if you're picking up, where I mean, if, if if you're holding your own, fine. I don't but, care. But that, but that trope was made more apparent when World of Warcraft dropped. And. And he had these expansions coming out. And guess what? The girl gamer, that whole thing became very... It exploded for yeah. some reason. It's like, look at me, I'm a girl. I play World of Warcraft. Not just that. Like, um, oh, all right. Couples who met in World of Warcraft who marry, yeah. that's also common stories in the game too. Exactly. About that. So it's more than a game per se. Like It's like, it, I guess it's the second life that's better than second life itself. <laughs> literally yeah sense, yeah so i mean that's the that's the thing like, i remember playing world of warcraft and thinking to myself there's not much of a game here i mean later it would develop into something big deeper a little bit more expensive it, it elevated its status beyond a game but to the I, point where i think guys like jimmy fallon and south park make fun of it 
Yeah, and I mean, episodes or it skits. And the, the thing is, I'm pretty sure those fuckers weren't aware of it. Maybe the South Park guys are, but I well, mean, like, they, they probably paid a bit before they got Blizzard on board to do it. They the probably had somebody like, okay, this is how it, this is the context, this is how you, you're gonna have to react to this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they actually got the Blizzard shout guys to, that, to, yeah. to that, uh, that South Park episode, which was pretty well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually got Blizzard on board, you but know. Also, shout out to South Park for creating the image of the <laughs> the neckbeard lonely troll oh, gamer. Oh, right, the troll gamer. Yes. <laughs> the image that will be used to represent our kind forever yeah, forever in yeah. memes and in internet gifs to come trust me guys I'm, uh, guys and girls I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real good looking dude <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously uh, War- World of Warcraft and the expansions that followed right I mean uh, the, the best thing about it was like if you took the initial jump and you made the initial investment and you decided to invest in this game and this is like before like uh, what do you call green light or like public or like, what, what do you call those games where is oh you mean the early, early access games the, is it? this is literally the early access uh, f- functionality where it's like keep paying us money and then we promise you this game is gonna get better and yeah the thing about Blizzard it made do on its promise I played all the way up to uh, probably Lich King you know? I mean uh, The Wrath of the Lich King right? yeah yeah and like you know, I, I, I think the last level cap I was at was like 80 or maybe and I do remember like it wasn't really the game that I enjoyed it was just the people I met and the people I talked to and then like discovering yeah. that you're talking about different areas here and there where you raided yeah, 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 or where yeah. you had your grinding quest from and whatnot. yeah I mean like I could to- I totally don't remember any of that nothing nothing stood out you know I mean lore wise the graphics all that yeah, it still looks alright but it's like it as- was rather influential with its uh, paying model and its business model Definitely, basically yeah. you're gonna get the full Azeroth experience in the next few years or so we are gonna keep this. Dude, by the time this podcast class shuts down and we die and we're in the earth, I'm pretty sure World of Warcraft still exists. I in think some form. Gonna be, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna last way beyond us, man. It's gonna be a thing on this. It's gonna be its own country, it's it's gonna have its own currency. World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft will Lindia. never go away. Despite, you know, like people saying like, oh, like no, there's a lot of people leaving the game or no nobody's following up, right? Uh speaking of physical representations of Warcraft what the hell happened to that uh, theme park that's gonna be in China? <laughs> I remember there was news about this. There's no reports about this. They decided, Ever since they announced it. They decided to make a movie instead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair... Okay, I was actually so... Shout out to the yeah. episode where yeah, Mr. Tuffy had reviewed it. <laughs> I might have. I don't quite remember. Well, okay. It was, it was a pretty bad film. But no. It had it has its place. So, like... I mean, we can go on and on about World of Warcraft, but okay. But what it established was again the business model, a huge fan base from I would time say to that, come. yeah, yeah. And yeah, it expanded upon the story like after that whole uh, Prince Arthur's became bad thing. I mean, like with the Lich King, with the Lich King expansion, Mist of Pandaren, Cataclysm. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it in order, by the way. Bernie could say the Panda was the last one. I think. Legion. No, no, no. There's actually more. Uh, Warlords of Draenor and Oh yeah, Legion. that came out. Yeah, I, I think World of Draenor basically I've, brought people back in. I, I left the, the the game. I mean, the thing is, it was a very healthy scene, and I did make a lot of friends playing World of Warcraft. But man, I mean, it came to a point where like you felt the sting of having to pay every month for this game. But people actually accept that. Yeah, but the thing is, I had a very busy life. I mean, like this is like probably like two thousand eight. 2007? Uh, well, actually World of Warcraft was 2004-ish. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I just finished, uh, you know, university. I mean, I just finished, like, uh, st- my studies. And uh, this was me trying to start a career. And it's like, 
I didn't have time for stuff like this. But I I know that there's a very healthy following. There's a very I mean the the, the even within Singapore there's a, there's a definitely a large a chunk of the population that still plays World of Warcraft. But for the rest of the world, I mean, say China for all the gold farmers. Yes. <laughs> good job. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, but I I guess ever since World of Warcraft came out, yeah. They were just on this for the next 10 years, 7 years or so. They just, yeah, Blizzard just sat on their asses. Yeah, basically, they thought, okay, you know what? This is making them a lot of money. Just expand Dude, the Dude, it made it. them a ton, fuck ton of money. And they're not making new franchises or making new games until 2016. Which we'll get to later. But for now... Speaking uh, the next, of franchises... The, the, the next game they actually went on, they created it in 2010. And it's not really the next, the next, the, the next different game in the not genre. really a next game, more like a sequel to something everybody's been waiting for. Yeah, StarCraft Two: Rings of Liberty, and when they announced uh, this was gonna be a three-part game, oh, like man. a full-fledged game, people were either angry or happy with it. I think mostly angry. I was angry. I was definitely because because you're paying each different faction for sixty bucks. Not just that. I mean, like, okay, let me just say this again. Uh, when Blizzard started on their amazing run back in the 90s where every year they were just dropping bombs and then when like uh, World of, uh, when Warcraft 3 came out being kind of disappointing being kind of like okay I mean it's good but you know we, we were expecting greatness because you're Blizzard yeah you do nothing but do amazing things then World of Warcraft came out and then like initially it was fun but I think I represent that uh, that small consensus that was thinking like oh, this is more like a cash grab this doesn't feel like something that I want to contribute forever. And then when they announced StarCraft 2, we were all super excited. Like, to us, like, okay, this is it. This is Blizzard returning to form. This is Blizzard, like, you know, taking the RTS genre. They didn't do so well oh, with Warcraft and, 3. And, the and a bit of a shout-out, they actually went to South Korea and announced it there first of before course. everyone else did. Before everyone else got the announcement. Like I said, if you're the gross national profit of a country... <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, announce where... Oh, that's where the fan base is. But when StarCraft 2 was announced, I think I represent that... Uh, I was a Blizzard fanboy, but that was me starting to kind of like look at them and think like, yeah, I think this this is my last chance to give you any more props. I mean, like you you got to do it very well. I think you got disillusioned. I got very disillusioned after World of Warcraft, after Warcraft 3. And then like, you know... like. The last great thing they did was definitely Diablo 2, which was literally 10 years before that. So, StarCraft 2, everybody's been waiting for it. The entire world's been waiting for it. Korea's been waiting for it. And it's promised in three parts. Each at full price. Yeah. Okay. That was, to me, the moment where I felt Blizzard, they want money. Okay, but <laughs> to be fair with their argument, they have mentioned that each different part basically is basically one huge ass campaign for each different heroes. I mean, each different faction. Did you play and it? And after playing all three, yeah. these are fucking full-fledged expan uh, campaign expansions, dude. Like, you got your own skill tree inside your own campaign. You, I mean, obviously you are tweaking your units to become OP la per se. Mm -hmm. So, let's take uh, the second expansion, How to Swamp, as an example. It's a standalone game. Mm-hmm. Your Zerglings can actually jump higher if you up, if you evolve them a different way, or they can basically multiply into Banelings or whatnot when they're killed. Like basically, they have different power ups. But how does you're basically playing the single player in cheat mode per se? Mm -hmm. Like for all three of them, like I didn't I played a little bit of the Legacy of the Void, but it's still it's still really good because 
as a single player guy who as plays a single game, player game, yeah, as a campaign guy, <laughs> these are actually full fledged. But if you're looking to find the glory days of StarCraft Brute War multiplayer, playing with people online and just learning a game and treating it in a competitive sense, paying full price for three games. That that might be a bit steep. That's actually pretty really damn steep, dude. You can understand how kind of betrayed a lot of us felt. Where I mean, I would say like definitely after Diablo two, when when Blizzard discovered that people could start to monetize their their items and stuff, right? And then I could start to see like, why did you need to release three games? Sure, campaign, lore, story. I mean. I'm pretty sure they're, they're, that's their idea. That, that, that's, that's his own merit right there. La, but right. I can understand where you're coming from. So like, imagine this. The nation of Korea, each individual <laughs> member of the population who wants to join the StarCraft competitive scene have to, has to buy three games. Each game at full price. I believe right now, a digital copy would be about 39 US, 40 US. So basically, times that by three. Bingo. Mm. $100? For like... Uh, For three games? That's why you gotta basically in this day and age, you gotta yo, basically play both sides up per se. And here's the thing: I've played StarCraft two, not say competitively, multiplayer wise with few people. It's not good. Yeah, it's really hard to defend, especially if you're yeah. playing it just for the multiplayer. And the thing is, right, you have to understand: it's like here's one third of the game, right? Two more, two more, two more expansions or two you more. You can't say that per se. It's still okay. How do I put this? Uh, let's just say you combine all three of them. You probably have to wait for the game a little bit longer than usual. Dude, this is... And there's no way in hell you can justify charging that much. 40 the... bucks, 50 bucks just for that whole three-parter thing, you know? Yes, you And can. it really did not really feel like filler. Dude, as much as I know what you... I know what you're trying to get at, but the whole campaign thing, it's pretty chunky. It's pretty meaty. But again, from I'll... a multiplayer standpoint, it sucks. From a competitive multiplayer standpoint, StarCraft It two, sucks. Look, Blizzard, I know you guys like money. But there was a time you liked money and you liked your fans. Okay? And especially if your fans is the whole nation of South Korea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they, these guys play it. But look, StarCraft 2, when you announced the three-parter, okay, I could kind of forgive them. Okay? I played a single player. Yeah, it's alright. It's good. Playing but you're not in for that, lot, unfortunately. So I'm playing it in multiplayer. Game not very balanced when it first came out. They patched it up, okay, and then they would always promise that for every expansion they would expand the units and the skill trees and everything. They actually did some updates when they yeah. for the multiplayer bits for the second expansion and the second standalone and the third standalone. Exactly, but here's the problem: is like you kind of like <laughs> fool me once, shame on me. Fool me three expansions. <laughs> it's quite a, okay. Let's see if there's a gap. Uh, but keep on. It was like definitely 2010, 2013, and it's March. about three two year gap more or less when they're making it. the campaigns. So it took them five years to get a complete game, and then there isn't a big competitive StarCraft two scene in Singapore. I'll say that there are probably a few guys who play online. There are probably a few. it's yeah. not. You go to a launch shop. There's Dota. It's fucking Maple Story. Yeah. You know. You know, there's probably black shot. You know, that is true. That uh, you don't see that much StarCraft. You don't play. see StarCraft two. Why? Because Blizzard has lost its mojo. I would say that hands down. I mean, like I really wish they could actually have a model where, hey, dude, you're playing multiplayer and you bought the first game. Why not just pay an extra twenty 
just for the multiplayer shit from which is what Capcom from, uh, does in Street Fighter from right? Heart of the Swarm and also um, yeah. uh, what's that Legacy of the Void Something that like... way you can skip out on the campaign stuff and just it's just an extra 20 why did not they, why did they do that we gotta ask them I mean like, because the thing is they saw this as like look they thought that everybody was gonna buy, buy Starcraft 2 what if we could sell it to them three times did it work maybe maybe not I don't know because the thing is amongst my Starcraft fans like the, the friends I played Starcraft with back in the day and up to now I asked all of them did you play it all of them said yeah and I asked them again what did you think it's alright <laughs> would you want to play m- multiplayer nah I'd rather play Brute War <laughs> so I mean like shout outs to Blizzard for just creating quality products I mean content wise story wise I get where you're coming from to you it's like a trilogy of great single player games yeah yeah but I, I actually find value in those three games but yeah for a multiplayer for, for, guy for me when I so from the multi, when I come from the multiplayer scene when I like just playing it competitively it's like I don't really see anything here that I enjoy I I, I, I think I need to give that game another chance and get back to it and try it but I, the last time I remember logging on to BNET and playing like a like a quick play game online right or a quick match right I just remember waiting 10 minutes in the lobby and thinking yeah fuck this I'm just gonna play hard stuff. There is one thing that actually <laughs> caught my eye when I was playing uh, Wings of Liberty. When I was playing multiplayer as a Protoss, mm-hmm. having those colossi coming down, you know, yeah. that's basically, basically War of the Worlds shit right there, okay? Like, just scaling on top of the cliffside, coming down on your enemies. Oh, yeah, that if looks... your carrier does not do that, ah, let the colossi do it. That definitely looks very, very cool. It's fucking cool. Give them props for at least production values, at the very least. I will always give them props for production values because the thing about Blizzard, right, they know how to make things look good, sound good, and, like, feel good. It's just that to me right now, it feels like they don't know how to make things play good. I mean, like, they have no idea what to do with their own IPs. Like, Diablo 3, which would probably... Okay, we, we, I, we should have just segued to that when we're talking about cash grabs. <laughs> Diablo okay. Uh, okay. okay. We Diablo should start 2? from the beginning. We should start beginning, yeah, yeah. Now, okay. My my thing with Diablo 3, okay, when Sakura 2 winnings Liberty with the end information, all that, that's when you felt that Blizzard kinda of betrayed you. I felt kind of betrayed when Diablo 3 kinda of hit. Dude. When they had to launch everything. Diablo 3 was the moment I decided I'm gonna turn my back on Blizzard. I'm not gonna I I can't support this company anymore. There's yeah, something yeah. wrong with what's going on in the upper management. So now, Diablo 3, it had a pretty good couple of boss fights, but I cannot defend it and as much as I should. that's it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Those boss fights were kind of creative, but that's it. Let me The t- fighting, okay. the auction house, oh my god. Yo, fuck the, fuck the auction house. There? Fuck that idea. 
Okay, but here's my number one problem with Diablo 3. Okay. If you're a Diablo 2 player, if you're a hardcore player, if you really enjoy the mechanics and the skill needed to play a game like Diablo, right? You'll understand, right, that moving from a character-based upgrade uh, system to an item-based system. Okay? Okay. In Diablo 2, it wasn't not about how good your gear was, but it's about how you put points in your skill tree, in your abilities, in your magic and everything. In fact, look at hardcore Diablo players. You can see people do they, they, they do, do, do these things called the naked run, where no gear and they kill Diablo. Look for that shit. It's fucking impressive. Just seeing how they craft this character. They took all that away and they made Diablo 3, which is basically a bullshit game where you collect armor and that's it. Armor it's gear. very gear it's based. All gear based. There is no way for you to craft a character anymore. And when I played Diablo three, look, I would jump on the bandwagon. I was like thinking, okay, Blizzard, you disappointed me once, twice, three times. You can't fuck up Diablo right. I kind of see <laughs> where they're going in Diablo three. Now I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. Okay. They're trying to go for different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, now. You know like how different skill trees for Diablo 2 makes your character play a different style from a class? Definitely. They did this for Diablo 3. Thing is, you can sort of toggle it instead of like committing to it. Which means you don't have to make three different necromancers with the different with different skill trees. No, but... Uh, but, for, but for Diablo uh, 3, you can just save time and save slot space by just having one of each class. And then you can just tweak it from there depending on the party preference. The problem is like what you said, it's very item-based, which it changes is, uh, the game to a different kind of way. And the auction house sort of just make things very farmy and grindy. Dude, the auction house destroyed the Diablo scene, man. Seriously. Because the thing is, right, the competitive element was lost. It was basically all about people getting the best gear. Because when Diablo 3 launched, right, everybody was hard up about, okay, we, like, everybody beat the game all the way up to Nightmare. Now it was Inferno mode. Mm -hmm. Who could be Inferno mode? I mean, there was even like whole things on YouTube where people were like, oh, I beat Inferno hardcore. Like, okay, shout out to Kroparian and Athena. Okay, all the, 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 the Diablo 3, like, you know, the legends. Mm. You know, these guys, and then like, dude, they share the same opinion as me. They all agree Diablo 3 is inferior to Diablo 2 in the sense that as a game or as a mechanic, it is a devolution from what made Diablo 2 great. Because Diablo 1 to Diablo 2 was pretty much you can see the progression Diablo 3 everybody agrees it's like okay it's all about items you can also attribute it to the developers of Diablo 2 leaving to form their own studios and this is where I'm gonna say if you wanna play a game better than Diablo 3 god damn it you motherfuckers owe it to the guys who created Diablo 2 fucking play Torchlight Torchlight <laughs> 1 and 2 those are good both games. those games okay they deserve way more love than necessary yeah. and when Torchlight 2 underrated. came out during that time it came out head to head with Diablo 3 and the problem is the branding and the marketing and the strength it, it of was Blizzard. gonna lose unfortunately that's the sad thing that game yo it's fucking like $10 on Steam right now right still hands down the best sequel to Diablo <laughs> unofficial or official yeah. as a spiritual sequel play that fucking game guys and you I know? actually prefer the graphics on Torchlight 1 and 2 more than Diablo 3 and that's one of the, the bullshit things people say is like oh my god Torchlight looks cartoony like fuck World Warcraft 3 looks cartoony too <laughs> you play for you don't play nobody plays for the graphics people play for the gameplay and Torchlight 2 their skill tree their character based uh, gameplay the story it's like it's 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 it actually progressed. Okay, from part one to part two, it was kind of a surprise to see the 
the guys from part one actually showing up in part two in different ways. Part one was single cool. player only. No, there were three. I mean, there was a single player campaign, and no, part I'm talking one about had no multiplayer. No, no, I'm talking about the characters in part yeah, yeah, one yeah, okay, okay. who kind of popped up in part two in different methods. I mean, one of them was a fucking villain for crying out loud. But so it, you don't see that. I mean. I mean, the only shit you see that was probably in Diablo 1 and 2. I would definitely want to do a whole episode where I just gush about Torchlight 1 and Torchlight 2 and how they held the flag for, like, what a, a true dungeon crawler should be about. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, Diablo 3, despite its problems, it's still not a good game. I... It actually... Okay. About the auction house thing, when I went down to Blizzard's office in oh. America at the time... Um, in 2012 shout outs to Blizzard's office yeah big, big, <laughs> big ass awesome campus by the way uh-huh. when we were sat down at the stage area when they revealed this we had an embargo on this by the way mm. and they announced auction house like huh okay so I did my research a bit more like okay I don't know why you did this after you got the whole Stones of Jordan thing going on they kind of told the story about that that they wanted to capitalize a bit more but in very PR speak so, you know damn well that they want to hit that market per se so with the auction house literally what I mentioned about in Diablo 2 about how they could monetize the items yep they are doing it for 3 which is why Diablo 3 sucks I'll say it I, I don't care <laughs> I played it I bought it among price, other things I'm holding among the box right now in my hand dude among other things <laughs> Diablo 3 was a pale imitator per se it it, and that, that's my whole problem with Blizzard now I mean like now Reapers of Soul on the other hand I actually liked it I didn't care <laughs> I, I, I gave it another chance because I figured fuck I got these characters up I went on to that okay sure the item based fighting all that is still there but they took away the auction house they made tweaks to classes they made tougher bosses to fight and there were actually random levels I could actually play in finally like that shit I wanted in Diablo 2 as well as you know expansion of the lore and all that mm-hmm. was what I wanted and okay. shout outs to the cameos from part 2 making their making <laughs> an appearance in part 3 which is nice you know there was actually a level basically let's just call it a spirit gate okay they actually met up each class actually meets up with their reincarnations their, their previous uh, characters they met and their teachers and whatnot. Mm. guess who the wizard's teacher is the sorceress from the second game and that was a pretty nice surprise and the necromancer was actually a character in part 3. You know what? They made an appearance somewhere in the mission, somewhere. So in Reaper of Souls. Shoutouts to... Was Chris Madsen involved in all of this? Probably. I believe so, yes. Shoutouts yeah. to him for shout keeping it consistent. Shoutouts to him for being the, the, the launchpad for this entire conversation. But yeah, and also making one of the toughest bosses in Diablo 3. Um, mm. Dude, the Reaper of Souls dude in the game, basically he's like bullet hell when mm. you're fighting the dude. And don't get me started on the higher, uh, what's that, Torment mode or Inferno mode or whatnot. Oh, the he Nephilim one- Rifts? Yeah. No, no, no. no. He, he just one-shots you, you're dead. You need to make a proper party and all that just to just to get through even the first phase of fighting uh, Malak. Oh, God. I even forgot the Angel of Death's name. I just call him Angel of Death. It's fucking tough, right? Um, I will give them credit for at least trying to get some shades of glory from the past Diablo games. But this is what props I, for them for trying. But again, too little, too late for some. This is what I have to say to you. Why don't you just buy better armor? You can use dollars now. <laughs> no, no, no. I told you. I told you. Auction house was taken away. It was closed down. Yeah, yeah. it was closed down after Reaper of Souls made its way on. Yeah, but I mean, but dude, I don't pay for my shit anyway. I mean, I pay for the game, but I'm not gonna pay for stuff in game mm-hmm. because again, microtransactions in the paid game not my thing. Me too. But I mean, like that and. I wouldn't blame 
explicit wholesale for being the purveyors of the microtransaction model that would but when they did it for Diablo 3, yeah, it but, felt uh, like a stake. Uh, were, they, were they the first? No, there was definitely other companies and other game developers. Yeah, but for them to do it, it's like, huh, you're doing this? I mean, this is oh when God. I started to look at the, like Blizzard as like, oh, they're not like a bunch of cool guys making cool games. Oh yeah, they're, they're an official big-time multinational company. Yeah, it's all about, they're a big, they're a business. Well, they, they are, profit. at that time, they were already hands-to-hands with, you know, Activision. That's mm-hmm. why Active Blizzard. Active Blizzard, yeah. And, well, Activision, man. Still, though, uh... But again, I, I will I will say that Diablo 3 weak, but our Reaper of Souls did right most of the wrongs. For the story. Definitely. No, hey, dude. At least for the, for the online with the league play and whatnot and the rank up place. It's alright. But it's not gonna be Diablo 2. But you want Diablo 2? Go back to play Diablo 2. I'd at rather least, play Torchlight. At least part 3... <laughs> Had the, 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 the Reaper of Souls expansion at least corrected its wrongs. But they knew they fucked up. But too little, they knew they fucked up. Too little, too late, man. Seriously. But maybe I'm the more forgiving one. So I'm the good cop. Why do you want Blizzard so much, man? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all your Blizzard money in their offices back in 2012. No, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of Dota. Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> yes, Heroes of the Storm. Yes. <laughs> After all that, you know, so like basically, we just trudged through the entire dark ages of Blizzard. I mean, for me, I mean, to me, that's a cloud that looms over my head constantly. Yeah, it's it's more like yeah, they fucked up, but they know they know they kind of fucked then up. Then here comes the free to play stuff. Yes. Here comes Heroes of Hearthstone the Storm. Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm. Those are like the monumental free to play games that came out from those guys. One did way better than the other. Because just, yeah. Dota 2 exists. Who's <laughs> gonna play Heroes of the Storm? Exactly. <laughs> but but to be fair, they tried their best. I mean, we got all these heroes. Dude, they they, yeah, out. I mean, it's it's so strange. Like for a company that was literally the the base. I mean, they, they you were the guys who you were the guys who created the base for the other for the creators of the the, the that for Dota 2, mm-hmm. and you're playing catch up to that. And yes, like, that, that that's pretty. Insane. I mean, I saw it. I saw the trailers. I saw what they were doing. I like the. I mean, I like the graphics all, but when I played it, it was okay. It wasn't monumentally good. It was more like, sure, I'll play this for maybe the first few months, and then that's it. Are you still playing it now? No, I'm not. not exactly. Either. I ignored it totally. But on the other hand, <laughs> but still, all those heroes they put they, they put in. Hey, dude, they, you gotta give them props for at least putting in the Lost Vikings at the very least. <laughs> Basically, the toughest characters to play in the game. Oh uh, man. Shout out to the Lost Vikings. Yes. But, okay. They still have some shred of what they used to be, in a sense. So, let's just flip it over. Right now, I need to shine light in my darkened soul. <laughs> this game, this free-to-play game, took me by surprise and also took the world by storm. Goddamn, I'm still playing this piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking Hearthstone. <laughs> yes. No, basically, for those who don't know, for the one or two people who are listening who do not know, yes, <laughs> Imagine that Magic the Gathering was created in Warcraft's lore. Not only and streamlined that, as well. Not only that, probably hands down the best online card game turn I I don't know what this genre is. It's a card game uh, collectible card game. It's CCG. not collectible. You you can't trade. You're, you're your collecting cards. you buy them with dust and money and gold. Okay, no no, but seriously. You're still collecting it online. For yeah. a game for a genre that's been around I mean, even before Magic the Gathering, even say something like Solitaire or whatever, right? Like card games in general, right? There's this whole collectible aspect to it. Okay, now so when you play something like Hearthstone, wait, you don't have you're not limited by the purchase of the physical thing. You can literally just Play a few games, get some gold, 
you know, or you know, buy some packs and build your deck and then read the. It's a fair system, actually. Look, you, the game is free. It's like, and even if you earn the cards, they're still free in a sense because you're still getting coins in game, right? Yeah, you win. You if win you, gold for beating people. Yeah, yeah. And then if you want more cards, and if you're in a hurry, just beat more just, people, just or just pay, or just pay for it if you want. Hey. You give. You're given the option. That's what a proper free to play should be, per se. You're kind of given the choice. Now, like I've played this game since the beta, and the thing is, I played it on a laugh. Because I had a friend who did kind of work for Blizzard and he was like making me privy to this. Like, yo, Fake, why don't you like Blizzard anymore? Like, eh, they don't listen to me. You like Hearthstone? You play Magic, right? I said, yeah. Wait for it. And then it's like when it dropped and I saw the trailer and I started and I loaded up my battle net after nice. God knows how long. Played the first game. Played the... You know, everybody starts as a, as a mage class. Won a few online battles. I was like, oh my God. I'm going to be so addicted to this. And now... Years later, after all these expansions and collecting all these legendaries and creating some pretty sick decks on my own, so it. you've been staying on this game. For I very long. still play fucking Hearthstone. I've only spent money once <laughs> for 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 a pack of cards. Not for, even for a pack of cards. I think it was like uh, basically there was this one uh, occasion where you could like donate to charity, then you can get like a like an icon. Oh, okay, I think it's the Earth Day one. Uh. Is basically you have a an alternate to the mage class uh, face but I will tell you that Hearthstone for me actually made me bond with my uh, companions in journalism really? because we're in a company back then I was in a company back then this was the game I played with these few other editors and I think we after every time at work we were just playing this so you, this, was, this, this was, is how you skive uh, uh, this, was, this <laughs> was before um, what was the first expansion called? the one with Kel'Thuzad it was before that expansion okay yeah so it was kind of fun just to play that for a bit and bonding with people. But clearly, you're the guy who's been around longer. I played this it game. from the beginning. Uh, which I'm, was your favorite expansion? And which was your which were your favorite uh, meta decks that you'd like to create? Dude, right now, uh, I'm running a pretty... I think this is a pretty popular deck. Uh, it's not, not, not it's kind of a net deck, but I have uh, Darkshire Councilman Warlock, which is basically Rush, 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 Rush. I have a Dragon Priest, which was quite fun. <laughs> but... Blizzard, please fix Priest. He is still the worst class. It, the game is still not balanced. Um, I've only started to unlock all the ex all the new wings in the latest expansion, and I'm slowly getting used to that. It's still a fucking fun game. I, I like what they've done with Hearthstone because technically, I mean, like Magic: The Gathering also exists on on on. As a video game, the Duels of the Planeswalker series, right, which not many people give much love to. And the thing is, when you take a game like Magic and you have all this backstory and expansions that date all the way back to the mid-90s, right, I mean, it's very hard for a new guy to get in. Then you get a game like Hearthstone. Which already has its lore set. Which and, has, yeah, I mean... And has a CCG back then and, as well. Oh man, let's oh, not yeah, gonna yeah. bring that up. No, but, but the thing about Hearthstone is, right, the genius of Hearthstone is that it knows that it's not gonna be played physically. Yeah, so they have to deal all the counting and all that not at just the back that, end. Not just that, it's like the that the whole temple-based mana system is genius. Where on round one you have one crystal, on round two you have two crystals, and you and so forth and so forth. And then you base your game based on tempo. Then that's the the meta. Surprisingly, for something so simple, can get really deep. And I mean, props to them for. Like, the community is really strong. The developers, I think, are really doing a good job. I mean... Oh, they are. They are, from what I've heard. And, like, frankly, 
I can play the best thing about this game is that you can pick up and play anytime you want and if you want the knowledge if you want the resources you go online you go crazy definitely. oh there's so many wikis we can't even like uh, shout outs to Hearthpone shout outs to like you know I mean like as I mentioned before okay Mr. Kriparian the Diablo 3 legend okay his YouTube channel is now no Diablo 3 content but he's dedicated to Hearthstone okay I mean like wow and to me one of the best resources for learning and every the game, other YouTube guy going to you know I'm pretty I mean there's a lot of YouTube guys to follow I mean but the thing about me is like you know this is the glimmer of hope I've been waiting for is like wow it's not really a new IP because it's using characters from other assets but do you want to give shout outs to your friend from the YouTube side <laughs> <laughs> nah but I'm saying that it's like as, a, as playing Hearthstone okay Blizzard you kind of won me over a little bit. You did. You you, you made a good product that I am definitely going to be putting. Uh, I'm not going to give you any more money. I've given you enough money, and, you, and I'm pretty sure World of Warcraft will, will will take care of you guys for the longest time. But you know what? As much as I dislike their previous efforts, right? Like this to me, Hearthstone, man. Like okay, there's still something there. There's still something within Blizzard within the company that is out to develop games that people will enjoy and play and not really I mean sure there is the whole you can just buy cards and pay to win but you can't really pay to win it's still random cards anyway and uh, just because you have one killer card doesn't mean it's going to complement your, your entire deck right you can actually there are pay to win decks but then the thing is right, if you're a if you're a hardcore like card game nerd and you and you just look for uh, I think it was Trump uh, this is a uh, uh, Trump SE. Look for his YouTube channel, right? Look for his series on how to uh, win at Hearthstone without paying a single cent. <laughs> he's got this whole thing where he's like, "This is how you play the game. Install it. If you if you if you want to, uh, I forgot what the whole series is called. You know, I'll probably does it involve the chill Yeti? Because that's a pretty good card back in the day. I'm not sure about now though. Still a viable arena card now. Okay. Oh, shit. It's still, you know, for a 4-5 mid-game, you know, dude, chillin' yeti. I mean, but the thing is, it's great. It's still very accessible if you're a noob. Despite the fact there's been over, like, three or four expansions. And there's, like, tons of cards, but, like, what I like about the Hearthstone community, we will teach you. We mm. will help you. And then, like, and the thing is, right, you don't have to listen to assholes trolling you. But the best thing about Hearthstone, like I mean, like the best thing about playing games now in this day and age, right? You know, if you want to, if you if you need to figure out how to play a game, somebody has probably figured it out for you, and like he can explain it to you. But right now, I mean, like for me, for Hearthstone, what I really want to see besides all these expansions, right? I would definitely want like just bring back balance to priest. Priest is still the worst tier in the game. Mage has finally been. It's not nerfed, but Mage is finally like yeah, it's 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 a good starting point. I mean, to me, Mage is like real. When you play a fighting game, Mage is Ryu. Okay, when you play, got it. When you play Street Fighter and you need something that does direct damage and like gives you options to like block and like like if you just play solid, you'll be fine. Pick up Mage, and then you got the nuanced characters which is like Shaman and Druid, right? But like I'm do Druid, Ram Druid. I'm glad they got rid of that, dude. I'm glad they got they fixed Grim Patron. There's so many. And that's the thing about this game. It's is Hunter still viable? Because I've used Face a Hunter before. doesn't work anymore. Thank God. Fuck that noise. Okay. <laughs> I still remember people bitching about the car where it gives you lots of hounds. What's it called again? Unleash the hounds. Thank you. <laughs> the one with the dog. The one with the dogs. Dude, Unleash the hounds, that was a problem. 
that was a problem. That was probably the first game, the very first in, game. Yeah, right? in the early days, the early builds when you had like you combo that with uh, uh, your there was also starving buzzard. buzzard, and they added the mana for that now, right? Uh, a bit more expensive. Yeah, starving buzzard has been nerfed, so it's a little bit more expensive and not so viable in early game, but more like a late game. Uh, but nobody plays starving buzzard anymore. I think like they're playing other cards that came out I in the later seen, expansions. Yeah, I've seen a lot of mid range hunters, but the thing is, the thing is, uh, after they nerfed arcane golem. Like you know, like the face hunter doesn't really exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, like I think that's the, th- the wonderful thing about Hearthstone is that constantly developing and they're listening to the community. They're listening to, uh, all the players and like, man, I'm gonna I can gush on forever about Hearthstone, but to we, me, we 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 gotta go. But then I know we we gotta go on to the next game that Blizzard has, which came out in 2016. Like the newest, the most recent thing that came out. Ever since they made a new IP and God knows how long. And definitely this generation's Counter-Strike. Yeah, pretty much. I'm We're referring to Overwatch, of course. Fucking Overwatch. Yeah. Do you want to start before I go on my tirade about this game? Oh, you don't like Overwatch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I might have the most unpopular opinion, but sure, well, well, I'll save that for last. Well, what I have to say about Overwatch, right, as a class-based shooter FPS game, an FPS game coming from Blizzard, you know, the company that gave us RTS games, they gave us MMORPGs and a card game, you know, like, oh, I mean, like, the last time they promised an, R- uh, an FPS game was definitely StarCraft Ghost, which was cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Remember that shit? Okay? Oh, I mean, I, I, hope you're, I, I, remember, I, hope, I hope you're not getting, I'm not still staying from that though. I'm not staying from that I didn't really care because the thing is if you at that time when they were announcing the FPS games you were going up against games like Quake 3 and Half-Life 2 like don't bother guys you know yeah, but you had all those other just fix your current IPs which you're not doing well with you know, yeah. but then but again now in this new field right now I don't think there's any shooter that stands out competitively per se which, but then you still got yo Counter-Strike is still, still a Counter-Strike. thing yo yeah, yeah. you still got Counter-Strike and so is Team Fortress beyond that do you see big Halo or Call of Duty online uh, uh, tournament, online tournaments, multiplayer tournaments going on? In sure. that, in that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure escalate. Halo doesn't really have much of a competitive scene. Call of Duty, Call of Duty will always exist. They will always have their core following. I mean, like as a competitive or as the next big thing or as a game that will introduce. But it's not as big as Counter Strike. I mean, the problem. Sure. Nobody Counter Strike has been a thing since '97. I'm talking about global offensive. You know, like even, and that, that's technically a new game. Even global offensive, even as part of the Counter Strike brand, Counter Strike is is still being played competitively, competitively to this day. Fucking Quake is still being played competitively. Thanks com- to Quake Online. Thank, fuck Quake Online. I have a whole <laughs> tirade for that piece of shit. You know, but uh, definitely. And then of course, Call of Duty. What kept Xbox Live alive for the longest time? Mm-hmm. Now we got Overwatch. I love this game. As a FPS game, it's definitely hit and miss. I mean, the the character balancing, I mean, it's still kind of early. This game's been almost out a year. It's about, no, no, no. It's only less been like a uh, less than a year, about six, seven months or so. I mean, this is still the first year of Overwatch and, and they've done so many things to patch it, to balance it. They've added new features and stuff like that. But what I love about Overwatch, right, is like, I think this is probably their most their best crafted game in a while where it was not just the art style I mean which is fucking appealing I'm pretty sure when kids look at Overwatch they're like wow this looks fun this looks like they want to play not everybody's a Disney character apparently <laughs> yeah, pretty much you know it's, they're just following the art style from there per se no, and making their own thing shout out to Team Fortress for doing that first <laughs> <laughs> but I mean um, as something new and fresh like Call of Duty has been around for a while okay it's got 
fuck all spin-offs and sequels and whatever Counter-Strike as I said before has been around for goddamn ever now this guy comes out of nowhere it's the new thing it's the new kid on the block and compared to I mean you can't compare it to any other Blizzard game because this is an FPS they haven't done FPS before well the thing is they actually got experts from different FPSs to work on this yeah. they took guys from uh, Activision sorry not Activision um, the guys who did the latest Call of Duty and some Infinity guys from War, Halo, right? or Treyarch uh, before the, uh, probably Treyarch probably Treyarch oh, okay yeah, yeah. I mean but I played Overwatch I really enjoyed it and, and the strange thing is right I was kind of on the, on the side of Battleborn because I'm such a Borderlands fan and I was like thinking like oh hey I'm gonna buy Bo- uh, like Battleborn when it comes out and I don't know if this was on purpose. Came out around the same time as Overwatch. Uh, that's very bad timing per se. Um, I mean, yeah. it came out a month before Overwatch, and just the thing I don't like about Overwatch. Oh, you know this game is gonna succeed because Blizzard has a marketing. Yeah, Blizzard created characters based on focus group testing. Come on, you look at Mercy. You look at the fucking Black Widow character. You look oh. at the fucking. Hate, <laughs> you look at the British chick. This is your you, hit. You man. look at the Chinese girl. You look at the knights. You look at the Metroid lookalike. Oh my god, dude, dude. I know. Okay, dude, dude. My my complaints are not gameplay wise. Gameplay wise, it's pretty solid. Okay, I'm paying forty bucks with a game with microtransactions, uh-huh. and this feels like. You know, there's a lot more you could have done with a $40 game, honestly. Like, maybe something like a campaign or a single player or something team-based against the AI. You want to play a single player Overwatch game? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm one of those minority guys who want that. Because you see all those trailers, you see all those uh, cutscenes of those characters. All right. Out, right. Here and there. You've seen the first intro cutscene they did for the game. And it just feels like maybe they're just skipping out this stuff in the future for future updates. Hopefully they're free. Man. And then, okay, you know how Team Fortress grew up to be something that has even its own MOBA-centric sort of gameplay where you're, you're, you're like, a, like, a, like a tower defense sort of thing going on. With, uh, in Team Fortress? Yes, there is a team, there is actually a tower defense style gameplay inside, yeah, okay. which they added in after like two, three years. All right. If they, might, if they do that, yeah, sure, I'll apologize. But for now, You've been doing this game for about three years and that wasn't the thing that came out of your mind. You want to do a single player Overwatch? No, no, no. I want to have like a team-based Overwatch fighting an AI and whatnot. Look, maybe... Oh, cooperative co-op. Cooperative co-op. And... I mean, competitive... Okay, 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 I get it, I get it. Look, look, look. They're, they're, okay, I know... Kind of like two players' Gears of War. In a way, in a way, in a way. <laughs> now, I just... No, uh, people may not want this, but again, my beef is still... This is like just a game with just so much things going on with a very focus-driven kind of, you know, test-marketed characters. Like, sure, I might, I'm supposed to give a shit, but at the same time, they just feel manufactured, per se. Very, very engineered for people who are into Blizzard games. Which really? is okay. It just feels fake. Fake? Yes. You know, like, I feel that Diablo was created with heart, even though it's in hell. I feel StarCraft was made with heart. I felt Warcraft, even, the very first and the second game, they were like, made without that much money make money making intentions in mind. I feel Overwatch is the money making game they created. Okay. It's the soulless game. Okay, like how Diablo 3 was to you, uh-huh. Overwatch was to me. Very cynical corporate-ish in a sense, despite its cute, colorful, fluffy exterior. Now, again, not the most popular opinion, but that's how I feel. So your hit is based on everything around it. The graphics. No, no, no. Everything aesthetics. around this. Aesthetics, graphics, 
whatever the hell that's around it. And the gameplay is okay. I mean, again, maybe I'm not the big multiplayer guy, uh-huh. but it's just alright for me. It's not going to set my world on fire. I mean, it's not... A, I'm not saying that it's the best FPS game to play right now. I mean, yeah, I, I, co- I, I, I I'll actually attribute it to Doom. But anyway, different, Doom? different argument right there. Yeah, Doom, Doom will never... I mean, nothing will beat Quake 3 in terms of Okay, FPS yeah, that's also one argument too. I mean, like, dude, Quake 3 had no single player. Nobody cared. And somehow I played that... <laughs> I still played that. It I had, don't know why it had, like, I did. It had one tutorial and then it's nothing but multiplayer after that. Yeah. Are you saying that my complaints may not be that legitimate per se? I'm not saying I, it's not legitimate. I say like, oh, it's I've never heard this complaint before. Because okay. for me, when I judge an FPS game or when I judge games of this genre, is it like a competitive FPS game, right? It's all about your balance, your characters, and your mechanics and your map design. Okay, that worked. I mean, I'm fine with all of that. I mean, Maybe some my... of it a bit simplistic, some of it a little bit generic or run of the mill. But as an online FPS shooter, I mean, like the netcode's fine, pick up and play is fine. Uh, the scene is pretty healthy. I mean, I haven't met an asshole yet. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is, for for a noob to a pro, like this is super accessible. Something like, like a game which like, I'm actually okay with. Like Dude, a, again, my nobody complete... is gonna play Quake Three or Quake Online because. The moment you step into that arena, you're facing a guy who's been playing that game for the last 10 or 15 years. You will not have a chance. You play Overwatch, you have a chance. Like, even a game like Counter-Strike Go, like, you can be a noob and you can kind of do well. I mean, like, Call of Duty, fuck, there's nothing but noobs there. Mm-hmm. But, like, for, like, say, something like Counter-Strike, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a learning curve. What I love about Overwatch is, like, basically, dude... Just at SDGCC, all these little 12-year-old kids, 15-year-old boys, just like, you know, just playing Overwatch and like, you see them enjoy doing well and stuff. And Maybe I'm character. the cynical guy here in this case. Dude, you know like how I'm trying to protect Diablo 3 because of its update? For Overwatch, <laughs> not so much. Look, again, sure, you're a fan of that, go ahead, play that. Yeah. But again, I'm only playing it like a little bit here and there and I really just don't find anything special about this game. Maybe I should play it a bit more longer, give it a chance. Mm. But at the same time, you can't help but get away this sinking, stinking feeling that they're just making these characters not because they care about the lore so much or care about giving, give fleshing it out further on more. It's like they're just doing it to make a sale. So hundred percent. Really. Let me get this. You, you dislike Overwatch because the characters don't have any backstory. They might have, but it just feels okay compared to Battleborn, where it failed because again. Overwatch get more hype, get more love, get more marketing per se. Uh, and then, again, to be fair, Battleborn could have done a much better job at selling the game in terms of sending the message. But I actually felt that the Battleborn characters had a bit more heart compared to whatever the hell Blizzard came out with for Overwatch. Okay. Again, purely subjective. If you love the game, go ahead, that's cool. But again, I'm not a fan. I felt that, okay... That point where, you know, Blizzard's a company, not so much that company that people love, but more like a co- corporation. Overwatch is that game. Wow, really? Yes, for me. It's Just the, for this game. So it's like the Suicide Squad of video oh, games. Thank you very much, yes. <laughs> I will want to bring that. But at least Overwatch is a good game. Don't get me wrong, it's a good game. But you know that whole trappings that Suicide Squad was all wrapped up with the whole hot topic shit? Where it was all I feel, I felt that. Yeah, I felt that for Overwatch. So to you, Overwatch is... Style of soulless. It is soulless. Despite the fact that it's a very competent FPS game. Competent? I won't say very, but yeah, competent. I would say it's extremely competent compared to everything that has come since then. Mm. Oh, wow. 
I've never heard this point of view before. I'm so sorry. It's you just hate that, you know, Overwatch because there's no lore. <laughs> yeah. Are you laughing because you don't find that legitimate? Come on, dude. Nah, I'm. I've been saying this over and over again. I don't care about story mode alone. Okay, <laughs> I play games for the gameplay. <laughs> okay, I, I know. Okay, I know that sounds very petty, but dude, yeah, I just but, have my reasons for dude, hating it. Nah, okay? but much love, man. Mister Toffee needs to vent, needs to let things go. I mean, that's your point of view. I appreciate that. Yeah, of Come course, on. of course. So it's like you know, just like, like just just you know, like how you got you got your beef with Diablo three, and I got my beef with Overwatch. Simple man. as that. Man, now I'm trying to understand. Do you hate Street Fighter V then? <laughs> I'm still playing that actually. <laughs> that to me is not even a, a very competent fighting game. It's a very boring fighting game. I would say more. Shout out to KOS. I would say more. Fo- I would say more footsie based this time. Yeah, but again, different argument for a different time. Man, you. Uh... But still, despite that, I still like pop. You know, Blizzard for what it did, which is again Diablo One, Starcraft, and. Man. Warcraft 1 I'm not looking back to the past anymore to me like, and somehow and yet somehow you paid money for Overwatch so despite saying that nah, I didn't pay the ridiculous Origins Edition price I thank god <laughs> though I could have gotten a Hearthstone card back exactly but nah Overwatch for being I mean for being an FPS game to exist in this genre I mean if anybody asked me what's an FPS game I would, I would always recommend Doom play Doom <laughs> but the second one but if I'm you sure. want to play with people Online, make new friends, start a community. Like I said before, Overwatch to me, this is it's the Counter Strike of this generation. Look, when Counter Strike came out, I was one of those quick guys who hated that game, but understood that this is what the the next generation is gonna play. This is what the kids are gonna play. So I like to me, Overwatch felt like yeah, this is Counter Strike. I mean, it's not a if you're a FPS purist, you will not really enjoy it. But to see an FPS game get this kind of attention, to kind of bring the scene up, and maybe. I mean, like, I'm looking forward to the to the reaction of other companies. I mean, like, if it wasn't for Street Fighter Two, we wouldn't have Fatal Fury or King of Fighters. Of course. So, somewhere out there, might there might be a company thinking, you know what, we're gonna make an FPS game too, because like for Quake and Counter Strike, you know, I mean, like, and Half Life, that created other FPS games that were probably good. I'm actually hoping for other games within that space of the whole team versus thing because you've got Paragon, you've got uh, Lawbreaker. Yeah, that looks it. interesting. That, but I don't know what's going to come out next. Though. Oh, Gears of War. Is kind of, I mean, it's technically a shooter, though not FPS. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of FPS, oh well. But uh, wow, okay. Yeah, we've actually talked quite a lot about busy games. This is think a about very it. huge episode. I don't know if we should split this into pieces. No, nah, no. Nah, tell you what. We're going to give you all the chunkiest, the full beefiest... Full lasting experience. Yeah. So from the full two hour experience, just from the the, the kickoff of Chris Metzen leaving Blizzard. Have a yeah. good life. Enjoy your retirement. Thank you, sir, for yeah. all you've done to us. You Thank know, you. We salute you. Okay, and then like us going down the pole Blizzard. I, I still have the notebook from Warcraft Two, dude. And that that still is the most loveliest piece of swag I got, along with the manual. Dude, I'm gonna Instagram all my. Starcraft and Diablo shit, but uh, like um no. Nah, Thanks for the memories. Memories, dude. I'm still alive. <laughs> He's still alive. No. Th- but, Thanks for the stuff. <laughs> but uh wow uh yeah we went through the gamut okay from the starting point of Blizzard wow this is a re- this is this is definitely our very first retrospective hmm. to what's from our opposite of retro yeah. introspective yeah. retrospective introspective uh, whatever I mean we covered Blizzard in a nutshell this is the Blizzard episode yeah. hands down 
probably. So hope you guys from Blizzard South Asia are listening to, <laughs> and give much love here. Diablo three still sucks though. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I I paid for it. I I regretted it. I still regret it. I could use a refund from my Overwatch though. Definitely. Dude, dude I'll give you twenty dollars, man. <laughs> uh, corporate. Um, uh, man. Man, I never expected it at all. You hate Overwatch because <laughs> again, again, I I know I know it's a, I know it's the most pettiest thing to actually argue on, but fuck it, I gotta say it. I just gotta say Man, it. Man, I mean, but on, on my side of the tent, you know, like games for gameplay, okay, fuck graphics. Anyway, but <laughs> still, um, I think we can wrap it up. Yeah. This has been a very long, elaborate, very tiring episode. Okay, I'm parched. I need a drink. Yep, same here. And that's that's Shafiq wrapping up, and this is Mr. Toffee saying bye. <laughs>